Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Welcome to Craps It It is Saturday. It is March 19th, 2022. And I am Will Washington. And I'm not alone here. I am back at home for the first time in in two weeks, uh, three weeks. Th- for the first time in three weeks, uh, I am actually doing a show from my house. Uh, but also here is Mr. Philip Lindsay. Hey yo, you know why I am, but you do not know why I'm here. Well, of course you know why I'm here. I'm here to host a podcast. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> and also. Righteous Reg. In the building, it's your boy, Double R, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. In the building, I make CM Punk cry, you know. You know the fucking deal. <laughs> it's your boy, Righteous Reg. Grapsity, Saturday morning, early. You know the fucking drill. What's up, y'all? What's good with y'all today? And I officially know what early means, because having now done a show on the West Coast, right? Uh, <laughs> I... I now know getting up early and doing the show and being ready for the show. That hour makes a huge difference. And on top of that, daylight savings time now. Although, next year, daylight savings may be permanent, which is good. Because, let's be honest, none of this really makes a difference. Time is just what time you say it is. Exactly. like, I could really be like at seven thirty right now, and it doesn't matter. That does, like they're like okay, well it doesn't matter. It's all fucking time. It's all dumb. It's time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Getting up in the dark is kind of depressing, though. Uh, you want to yeah, see some sun when you get up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll see how that uh, how that goes, and maybe there's a generation who'll complain about it and be like, you know, what we need to be able to switch the time in the middle of the year. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> That makes so much sense. And then switch the time, switch the time. Yeah, and then and then we'll be back here. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy. Uh, I I'm back after a uh, a great little vacation. Um, and being in L.A. for the last week was fun. I'm sick now. I don't know why. Cali, this happens every time I get back. Okay, so I I asked Phil about this, and I want to ask. The the uh, Grapsity faithful here because uh, I learned something while I was in Los Angeles. Right, so um, some people know, maybe you don't, uh, but I grew up in LA. I was born in LA. Uh, I say grew up, but like I moved when I was like eight. So yeah. I don't know what you can really call that. But mm, anyway, on the line. Yeah. <laughs> It's like like my brother can say he grew up because my brother's four years older than me because like middle school was really where right. we moved. Whereas like my formative years were like kind of a mix between here in Colorado and Los Angeles. But anyway, so uh, for the first time in 25 years, uh, 24 years, 24 years, uh, we drove by my old elementary school at my old house. I had not been there in forever. Wow. Uh, and so 
It, I've been to LA multiple times. Literally, was in LA two weeks ago for, or like a month ago, uh, for the New Japan show. But um, for whatever reason, had avoided going by our old house. But finally, did it this time on this trip. And we went by my old elementary school, and uh, you know, we we're just taking a look at it, just walking around. It was cool. And I was like, oh, I remember all of this. I remember these benches over here where they would sit us when we got in trouble. And I remember this. And I remember these handball courts and, uh, and this here. And my kids are like, what's handball? And I said, mm. you guys have play handball? Like, it's handball. Everybody knows handball. And my wife's like, I don't know handball. Mm. And, uh, and I'm y'all like, no. Handball? What is going on here? I don't know man. what that is either. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, y'all don't know handball? What is, what is this? Uh, and so... Uh, later that day, um, we have dinner with Denise Salcedo, right? And she's also from LA and we're talking about handball and she's like, yeah, handball. Everybody knows handball. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows handball. handball." And then that's when it hits me. I'm like, wait, I don't remember playing any handball once I moved to Colorado. Is that just a California thing? Is that a thing? Only California kids know. And so of course that, uh, so I know Reg from Cali. Easy ask. Uh, hey, handball? Uh, and Reg, and like, I was like, describe what handball is. And Reg described it the exact same way I know it, right? And then, same question. Phil, describe what handball is. Phil did not describe it. And we, uh, Reg then let me know that um, it, it it is possibly a New York thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, because they're even saying in the chat, Life of Dean and Kyle, uh, saying in the chat that he's also yep. uh, played handball. Yep. It's so, in the, I hear a lot of New Yorkers, like I was saying, Nori on Drink Champs talks about playing when he was younger. He still plays, actually, on his Instagram. You can catch him sometime. And very famous wrestler yo. smokes weed to hit the big spot. Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper said in an interview that he is he stays in the shape that he does because of handball. So, yo, riding up thing. the street and walk right past the park and seeing Nori in there playing handball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. You got to go on his IG and see it. He has a little basketball short time about handball gloves. Yeah, handball, man. There's a big wall. Ball There's a ball. You slap the ball. Slap the ball. You got to run and touch the wall. It's like some crazy. I legit haven't played in more than 20 years, but like that was a thing in junior high and, you know, elementary schools. Handball. I thought that was, you know, everybody in the game. But look, as I'm seeing, it's only a couple of us out here that are down with the handball. Yeah. It's too fucking cold out in Chicago. That's why right. you can't go outside. I, th- I mean, it is a very outdoor game. Like, if you don't have kind of an outdoor climate, like, all the mm-hmm. time, I can't see right. why your elementary school would, like, dedicate anything to handball. But, like, L.A., they got literal handball walls. Um, like, just a straight-up dedicated handball wall. Mm-hmm. And so when I said it, I just I just said it instinctively. I was like, oh, look, it's the handball walls. And like I said, my kids were like, the what? The handball wall. We play handball. Y'all play handball. What is like? No, yeah, we many play. rap videos from LA feature handball walls. Man, handball was. I've thick. never was known it? what those are uh, yeah. until I like until I was looking up stuff <laughs> when you guys were talking about it in the chat, and I was like, "That's what those walls are for." Mm-hmm. <laughs> handball walls, baby. Let's go. I don't know. If Cali was out here like that. Like, yo, no, we got handball. Yo, we got palm trees. We got weed. We got handball, baby. What you want? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, nah, it was a fun trip though. I got to go to Universal, um, and I was really mad that the Simpsons ride is closed right now 
and mm. because like that was the whole reason I wanted to go. Like uh, I was t- I was talking it up the whole car ride. Uh, we're like, all right, well, first thing we're gonna do, we're gonna hit that Simpsons ride, and then we're gonna hit blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then we get there and like the big sign, Simpsons ride closed. And I'm like, what you mean the Simpsons ride is closed? That's the best ride. That's the ride. Yeah, that's the ride to go to at Universal Studios. Simpsons ride is closed right now. It's closed for renovations. Apparently, it's going to become better. But that'll do nothing for me, who was there on that day, who right. paid to see Simpsons ride. Uh, you'll be back. Yeah, next year, uh, they had all the construction stuff up for uh, the Super Nintendo World opening next year. A what now? Uh, Super Nintendo World. That sounds uh, wild. Yeah, they there's like a big Mario and Luigi and like Pikachu and stuff like they got and it just says coming 2023 and they're going to have a whole area just dedicated to Nintendo stuff. That's pretty so, hot. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'll be back next year. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was that. That's that was a fun trip. Um anyway, shout out to hey. that you the whole fam y'all did like the whole y'all were a family trip like out there kids, wife, like family you were you saw catch caught up with some family out there too like you were really doing it man really family man willing it out there let's go (laughs) yeah that's that's what we did for uh uh for that it was your wife's birthday it was like you had some birthdays like there was all kind of stuff going on huh yeah it was was her birthday uh and shout out to your wife yeah we all she wanted to do was spend her birthday on the beach it was cold as hell but she's like uh like it felt like taking an ice bath as soon as that water hits you you can't get uh, in the water dude that's no we did california thing the beach stay away from the water you can go to the beach we love being at the beach we don't get in the water though it was just we just got our feet wet but i felt like i was like hypothermia man like i was like (laughs) no no there's no goddamn way (laughs) i'm staying in this water uh for more than uh we went to malibu Malibu. We went to a couple of uh, uh, we went to a couple of beaches. Uh, mm. Oh my god! Oh, we are so dumb. We are dumb as hell. Um, I'm sorry. I just got a text from my wife. Uh, uh shit. You left, <laughs> you left one of the kids in California. It's crazy. It's like a home alone experience right now. Nah. Um. All right. So. We just bought a car yesterday, right? Oh, that's what's up. We were talking about that in, uh, yeah. in Florida. Yeah, I just bought a car yesterday. Uh, well, because we had to. We, we've been mm-hmm. one car family for way too long. And uh, uh, we sold uh, our, our car to her brother. And we thought we could survive off of one car until uh, the one instance came where her job called her to be somewhere and my job called me to be somewhere. And we're like, well coin flip on who's taking an uber i guess mm-hmm. but and so we're like okay it's time for to buy another car again uh but anyway bought a car yesterday we didn't pick it up from the dealership we test drove it and everything they're gonna uh do a bunch of stuff and they were supposed to pick it up today and they called us and said hey did y'all um take the key by chance uh and we we're like no nah, we didn't take the key uh but my wife just texted me apparently she did have the key uh mm. so <laughs> stealing they're like, uh, so, I mean, we don't know if we technically, want to associate with people that be stealing. Technically, I put my down payment down. I signed everything. Not that sure. car, it, yeah, it's mine. This but, kid's mine. <laughs> but mm-hmm. technic, but yeah, they were supposed. There's some other stuff where they're supposed to do before we we pick the car up today, and uh, uh, apparently we took the key with us. So, Man, what kind of car did you get? End up getting. I got a Nissan Leaf. So. You got that Nissan, huh? That Nissan yeah. made you feel good last time in well, Florida. Huh? Well, so, yeah, but um, also uh, what made me feel 
uh, them California gas prices made me realize I need to go electric. So Nissan Leaf. Bring that up on the podcast. I want to spend <laughs> like two. I want to spend two hours not thinking about gas prices. But man, it's so b- look. Okay, I thought it was bad in Colorado when I see it like inching toward five. But no. when I saw that six in front in yes. California, I was like, Awful. "What is happening here?" It hurts my it- stomach when I drive down the street and I see the gas station i'm like that shit says 6.95 and i'm like who could survive off of this shit bro this is not what kind of a fucking game are we playing i I can't i'll say this driving driving around la i thought that uh there are a lot of teslas in denver nah man they're everywhere in la every to everywhere you turn your head but you know what though like i was i the reason i was considering electric as a whole is because i was calculating okay does the car payment outweigh what I would be spending on gas? Mm-hmm. And like, Smart. if it if it doesn't, then I, I am at a point where I should be considering electric because these gas prices are insane. And so that's what I did. Very uh, smart. Was, uh, because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be spending on gas no more every month. I mean, wow. Like thinking about every week what I would spend on gas, I gotta I gotta find something else. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, I went electric, and we'll we'll see how it does. Like, obviously, nice. this ain't something I can drive across the country, but mm-hmm. um, just while I'm driving in the city, taking the kids to school, going to work, easy. That's uh, what's up. Hey, you know what else? What's up? Super chats. Super chats. chats. What's up with them today? Actually, I'm pointing in the wrong direction. My humper chats are here. My super chats are here. No. Humper chats are here. Super chats are here. All right, there we go. All right, so uh, I want to read some of the shout-outs we got. Uh, Van Twinblade, uh, always giving us the indie updates. Always appreciate that from Van What's Twinblade. Good, Van Twinblade? What's good today? What's yeah. on the menu? Glory Pro card update. Uh, Mike Outlaw versus Rohit Raju. Mm, I love Pro- Rohit Raju, man. He is so smooth in the ring he like he doesn't he doesn't work like a lot of people his shit is tight his shit is concise very very good talent he just got it hasn't been just got but he just left impact wrestling a little bit ago so like he's out there trying to tear it up he's gonna get a big contract or something really good very soon because dude can go yeah i i enjoyed his run as a uh ex-champion so Mm -hmm. Shout out to Impact Wrestling. They've been doing it again. Here they go again. They've been doing it. Like they're out there producing some great television. But you know, yeah, we didn't really it. talk about it last week. But I thought their last pay per view was really good. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to Tasha Steeles winning that uh, yeah. knockouts title. Um, yeah. We had a. Didn't we have another title change? I think the tag titles changed hands. Uh, the mm-hmm. influence one. Yeah, yeah. It was actually a really good pay per view. Uh, PCO versus Jonah was on that mat, on that uh, card. Josh Alexander back in the game. Back what at a swerve. It. That it, was a big swerve, man. I was tripping on Twitter. I'm like, what is going why how could Josh Alexander possibly just be back at his regular ass job? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense, man. What's going on here? So yeah, yeah, the way they handled it was really good. Him running yeah. in afterwards and, and signing and challenging moves. I thought that was mm-hmm. dope. Super dope. Yeah. Uh also, uh it says and Jake something versus uh Ethan Price. Mm. And uh well, ST- uh, and then talking about uh, STL versus the world, I uh, got Camaro Jackson versus Josh Alexander, mm. Davy Richards versus Samurai Del Sol. Mm. That'll be really fun. Damn. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, KDL versus Moose, 
and Silas Young versus Dan the Dad. Mm, Dan the Dad. That's tough. So Tough card. That's going to be dope. When is that? Did he say? Uh, No. Give us some dates. Man, Tim Twinblade. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Get, give us some dates on those. Uh, we also got Jennifer says, heading to the eye doctor, so missing another episode live. Uh, this is becoming a trend. Sorry to miss, but hope you have an amazing show. Much love. Shout out, Jennifer. Always appreciate the love, Jennifer. Shout appreciate out, Jennifer. You. Yeah, being able yeah. to see is really dope, too. So, yeah. Yeah. To the, <laughs> the doctor. It's pretty important. Um, and uh, we got Shauna says, finally getting to watch you guys live. I love you guys. I'm still waiting for my episode of Sour Graps with Alex and Reg. It's Get coming, on it, y'all. SRS. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Hey, yo, sh- speaking of uh, things that happen on Fightful, 2-0 and o on Pillar to Post, the guy that invented Pillar to Post, <laughs> your boy Righteous Reg. No one can beat me. I'm the best mm. in the world, as they say. Bring it on. Bring your mom. Bring your dad. Bring your little sister. Bring whoever you want that you think could go toe-to-toe with your boy. And they're going to lose. So it is what it is. And again, if you got a little trivia show, I'll come on and tear you down. Me and Will Washington, you don't want this. And any trivias, any anything. So just <laughs> we're, we're looking at you, Russell away. Talk, Quizzlemania. Yeah, man. <laughs> we were waiting for y'all. They be they be atting us and everything, and y'all just ignore, ignore, ignore. I know what's going on here. I know. I know what's going on. SP3, I see you, bro. I see hey, you. speaking of which, SP3 and I will be uh he'll be the most or the next guest on day after dynamite this wednesday or thursday that show's not on wednesday yeah me and sp3 will be doing day after dynamite this thursday so that'll be fun um let's see elijah says uh morning brothers i look forward to watching y'all do your thing every weekend crazy seeing so many black stars in one segment yesterday uh main event at that uh yeah we're gonna talk about that we're definitely gonna talk about it uh, yeah <laughs> uh Deontay says the real is back the feel is back the thrill is back i have a saturday night off for the first time in five years i'm vibing and thriving Damn. much enough. that Good. is a long yeah. time to not that... have a saturday night off that's crazy. i know uh five of them things <laughs> Uh, and then Naked Mikey Walton says, uh, definitely played handball up here in Canada. Let's go to our Canada homies. Yes, that's that's what's up. Shout out to them. Uh, Chris Sayago says, uh, speaking of Nintendo, word is GoldenEye re-release is coming soon. Oh, yeah, that's going to go insane. Everybody in the world is going, going to be on that for sure. I mean, and the, hard, <laughs> the hard thing is that we've gotten, like, re-releases of GoldenEye that have been, like, like you know, Activision did that one where it was like, it's GoldenEye, but we're going to replace Pierce Brosnan with Daniel Craig. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, they straight up did. Like, it's like, this is what GoldenEye would have been like if Daniel Craig started instead of Pierce Brosnan. And it's like, and then we're changing up some of the levels. So it's like GoldenEye, but it's not really the GoldenEye you remember, and it kind of plays like Call of Duty. But... Uh, <laughs> it's like it's not Goldeneye. Uh, so lies. <laughs> Call of Duty just came and shook up the world. Can nobody do yeah. anything else besides Call of Duty? <laughs> Shit, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't turned a WWE 2K into fucking Call of Duty too. Call of Duty mode. Go to Vince's uh, office with this damn water bottle or some shit. I don't know. Speaking of which, it's it's starting to sell me. I will say WWE 2K22, like. Same looks, here, man. It looks good. Yeah. I still my Twitter timeline is going. I'm like, yo, I want to be in there too. Which y'all doing? I know. Uh, now I still can't justify full price, especially yeah. when I know that, like, literally, end of April, there'll be some kind of sale. 
like i i can't justify full price really for anything unless it's like i was about to say even halo but like it's in game pass i don't have to pay full price for that um but like it's it's really hard for me these days to justify. is that how much i don't even know if that's how much it is but yeah uh next gen titles are 70 now oh my Uh, god yo it's (laughs) crazy no i was thinking about that before how like back in the day you brought up super nintendo but like Super Nintendo games used to be like $70 and like, mm-hmm. mom, could you give me $70 for a video game? And when she tells you to fuck off, like it makes a lot of sense now. $70 <laughs> is a lot of dollars, man. Uh, you know, there was one time on Reddit, uh, there was an old 1996 uh, Christmas ad floating around that everybody was talking about. And I looked at it and I went to my mom and I was like, mom, why did you buy me these? These were like $70, $80. Like, <laughs> I'm like... If my kids asked me for an eighty dollar video game, I would have said no. No, hell no. <laughs> like no, wait till my room. Especially me now, as I mentioned, I work the GameStop. I recognize how quickly stuff drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, I'm like, it, it's been that way for the last fifteen years. That right. now I'm a cheapskate. I'm like, nah, don't mm-hmm. pay full price for nothing. That's what I like about Game Pass now too, is because like, yo, you don't have to pay eighty dollars for each of these games. You can get you some ten dollars. And go for it. Yeah, or, or like, I don't know how much it yeah, it's fourteen ninety nine. But like, yeah, shit drops day one on Game Pass too. Like, I love Game Pass. I am mm-hmm. uh, a big, big fan of Game Pass. Um, I was a little salty because I have a physical copy of Guardians, and I was playing something else, and I I looked and I was like, oh, it's on Game Pass now. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I started that game, uh, and I I like it so far. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, do you like? How do you like it compared to Avengers? It's much better than Avengers, in my okay. opinion. I think that the the it, the kind of Mass Effect uh, feel to it works better mm-hmm. for me than Avengers. I I kind of like the story better than Avengers as well. Um, yeah, I think it's a better game. Right. I like I said, I got started on it, and uh, I never finished Avengers either. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I finished it. Um, uh huh. Mm. I'm, I'm 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 a little bit bitter as a Spider-Man fan that Sony gets Spider-Man in their Avengers game and we don't. And yeah, yeah I'm I'm so that's that's my saltiness towards the Avengers game. <laughs> um, I will say though, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, that game is dope too. Uh, anyway, we got uh, the Horny Daddy says Nintendo World is going to be a great <laughs> <What>? attraction. <laughs> I think the icon is what makes it so good too. Does the shirt say "Get Laid"? That is amazing. The horny wow. daddy. Okay, yeah. Uh, Van Twinblade follows up. Glory Pro is tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. STL versus uh, the World is April thirtieth. Uh, come on down to the Lou people. Also, uh, I'm making brownies for the show right now. Let's go. It sounds lit at Glory Pro. They got brownies. They got action. They got all kind of shows. It's in the Lou, St. Lunatics. Like it's lit. Uh, Ryan Lambert says, currently at an airport flying from Chicago to San Francisco for a possible new job opportunity. Sending Let's y'all go. Love, we about to I'll be catch, neighbors. Catch good the luck, vid bro. later. Yeah, no, good luck with that, man. SF, hey. it's crazy out there. Hey, speaking of which, um, last time I was in Oakland, uh, I went to the... The town, baby. March 24th is going down. Righteous Rap Show. It's going to be super lit. I'm about to rap my fucking rap show. March 24th. Elbow Room. Oakland, California. Damn, I love Oakland, man. It's lit out here. That's me. That's that's my pitch. I'm sorry. Hey, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I I always say if you're in the town, 
Go support Righteous Reg. Yes. Uh, and then, also, uh, I don't know. I was going to ask, speaking of video games, last time I was in Oakland, uh, I went to the, the, the video game museum. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been through there? It's been closed, yeah. No, every time it? I pass okay. by there, it's like not open. But yeah, yeah I've been I, trying to because they have like a giant sign that's like video game museum. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But every time I go past there, it's closed. Yeah, no, it was dope. Like I, I, I went through and um, I don't know. They had uh, <laughs> like almost perfect timing. Like one of the screens was playing WCW Revenge, uh, but they've got like every cartridge like ever. Uh, but then, like, all the modern games, like, everything, and you just walk through, and it's, like, literally from the start of video games all the way to modern-day stuff, arcades, all of it. Like, this shit's just playable. Uh, and Damn, that's dope. Yeah, I didn't even know it was lit like that in there. <laughs> and, like, they're smart enough let me to... In, let me in. I'm going to go in there today. Let me in here. Let me in here. <laughs> <laughs> they're smart enough, too, to, like, put the older games on, like, CRT TVs mm-hmm. so you can see it how it was originally intended to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, like... Uh, so you don't really get like the the pixelation you get the the CRT effect that smooths things out. Um, this is smart. They got like old magazines and stuff. I was just going through and like picking up old EGM magazines and Game Pros, and like it's cool. It was it was a good experience. Um, I haven't been though in like I think when I went that was 2018, so mm-hmm. a little under three years ago or a little over three years ago. Uh, let's see, we got. Wool Hat Demon says, any truth to the rumor that Lacey Evans is returning on the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania? Um, I mean, if she's ready to go, but she's, she's not back ready, yet, she's she's going you know, that's that's the time yeah. to drop her in. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's yeah. three people rumored to be dropping right around WrestleMania time, mm-hmm. and that's um, uh, Asuka, that is uh, Bailey and mm-hmm. uh, Lacey Evans. So it's crazy that we've been without them for so long. Um, Oscar, oh my goodness, yeah, we, we need to get Oscar back. Yeah, that makes sense for Lacey because didn't she have her like um, start of her feud with Becky on the Raw after Mania? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what. It, that's how it's going to be. It's going to be so many people are going to be coming back because they filled their spots with celebrities and ring announcers and all kind of crazy stuff for the big show. So yeah, they'll be back when it's time to fill the slots up with actual wait when's the next saudi show because they could go right into that too i don't know things <laughs> i think they have one like pretty soon after mania so <sighs> yeah it's funny i was talking about on the pwi podcast this week about stone cold steve austin and if if he has a if he feels great coming out of this wrestlemania whatever he's doing the saudi Prince dudes are gonna throw the don't do it bag don't, a don't lag it. at Stone Cold boy. They are gonna throw the dump truck at him. They're like, what's all the how much? What's the max that we can offer a wrestler? We need Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Goldberg, bald man grandpa off. It's gonna it's don't, going down. If he's if know. if he takes one no. bump at WrestleMania and he's like, oh that feels good. He's flying over immediately. I mean, no, that's the thing. Austin is really protective of his legacy, though, because, you know, he had taken bumps. Like, when you know, they say he, 50 mil, bro, it's going to be crazy. Because in, in 2011, he took a bump. Um, and, it, it, you know, it was, it was short, but, um, you know, you could have called what he did in 2011, like, a match, to be honest. like this, That's probably what he's going to pro- do again, pretty much. Like, yeah. you know, the, the stuff where he, uh, where he and Miz were, like, Miz did a bunch of stuff, and he hit him with Luthez presses. He hit him with the elbow drop, and then hit him with the stunner. And I thought, you know what? There's no more than anything Goldberg did. You could have called that a match and just had him pin him. And all of a sudden, right. 
But you got to take fear in a jackhammer if you fuck with Billy. Yeah. Because he don't have to because it's Stone Cold. But I'm telling you, Saudi is about to be like, bag, 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 bag. I know. Please come, please come, please come, hurry. I know, but like, I'm glad. 1998, that's their favorite. And who's the king of 1998? Fucking Steve Austin, man. Come on, man. Do, Do not book that match. 30 years too late. Nobody wants They're to They're doing it, Phil. Come on, man. The, Phil. the thing like, is, Stone, Stone Cold. good. He's out there. The thing about Stone Cold is I appreciate how protective he is of his legacy. Because, like, you know, they booked him in that uh, that match in, uh, uh, what was it? The Taboo Tuesday 2005, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say it was. And they booked yeah. him to face Jonathan Coachman. And yeah. Austin was like, no, nah, uh, like, and, and WWE was like, no, nah, it's not going to be like a real match, you know. He's just going to beat up the coach. You do that all the time, anyway. And, uh, and he was straight up like, no, there's if a bell rings, the, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm, uh, that that's that, famously why he took his ball and went home with the yeah, man. Exactly. Won't be there, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, I, if you get the itch, Stone Cold, watch Bald Head. HBK, you will change your mind. I promise. <laughs> Baldhead HBK, old ass Undertaker, old ass Kane, barely there. Triple H, like yo, you'll change Look, your mind. I the think it's not worth it. I think about that match a lot. The oh the tag God. match, Baldhead, looking at HBK thinking about all fucking the time. Triple H looking like Goldberg and uh, Shawn Michaels looking like Gilberg and like. Mm. The, 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 <laughs> those are the greatest of all time for this company and they just that was such a sad match and the hard thing for me too is um it, like sometimes i'll just get mad about it i'll just be sitting there and i'm like Shawn michaels came out of retirement bro Y'all had AJ Styles there. There are like so many dream matches y'all could have done. Brian Danielson was like, please, 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 please let me have this match. And they were like, nah, we can't. Like, we don't want to. Matches in, uh, and uh, Numlocks is asking, uh, what was the bump in 2011? Like, when I say bump, like, you literally just knocked down. And then right. uh, I think it was by Alex Riley in The Miz. Mm-hmm. And then he ends Alex up making Riley a Riley in The Miz. And then he ends <laughs> oh up coming back. Like I said, what he did with those two, they toss him to the ropes after that. And then he hits a Luthes press, throws the punches, drops the, the elbow, hits a stunner. Like I said, if he had just pinned him after that, people would have been like, yeah, Stone Cold's back. Uh-oh. Right, like hit, hit, with uh, Kevin Owens, they're gonna brawl around the ring, punch each other. They're gonna do that same thing with some extra ubla, and it'll be that's it. Yeah, uh, Saudi guys. Arabia, here I come. Yeah, so WrestleMania we'll that card, bros. Oh my goodness gracious, great balls of fire, jeez Louise. Yeah, I'm just, I just, I. I just get mad thinking about Shawn Michaels coming back for that, though. And also, the other thing that makes me mad is a month before that, Undertaker Triple H had what I would call, like, worst match of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bit uh, at, what Covers show was a this? a lot of ground. Uh, Super Showdown. And part of why I thought it was so bad was, um, you know, I was a big fan of WrestleMania 28, and just yes. as a whole show, uh, and what those two did at Re- uh, what those two did at WrestleMania 28, and I thought the feud was great going into it. Uh, I thought it was way better than the feud in 2011. I thought the the idea, um, you know, Hunter getting mad every time somebody implied Sean was better, and uh, and Sean being like, 
why is that why do you mm-hmm. get mad at that i was like that's good shit like i like that shit right that and was... i like i always like the triple h undertaker matches because triple h is the boss and he, that there was always a chance that he could win because he's right. the boss. So, <laughs> yeah it wasn't one but of those undertaker like oh you know he's gonna beat this guy it's like no triple h could really pull an audible it... and beat this guy here, so. <laughs> i know i i like those too yeah and i, I love that last moment down the go home show where uh where Undertaker grabbed the mic and was like, if you're ever wondering who's, uh, if Shawn Michaels is better, he is. And then mm. walked off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen it, Triple H. You can try yeah. as hard as you want, but it's fucking Shawn Michaels. Even bald head Shawn Michaels is late. You know? uh, but, but I will say, so like those two, I think, had an understanding of each other of what they could do in the ring. The problem is, I think their understanding was 10 years too late because, like, yeah. when they what they tried to do in that mm-hmm. match at Super Showdown, they went out there for like 30 minutes. That was the other thing, too, is it what they tried to do like Marathon Taker and Triple H, and it mm-hmm. was just a fucking disaster. And... Don't, dude, it's so long. You guys are not supposed to be doing this. I know. In way, way too many years, dude. You guys need to give it up. Yeah. Y'all are yeah. cooked, bro. Like, come on, though. Cooked. Yeah. Cooked. yeah. That that was the moment that it was like, you know what? Washed. Uh, That's why I'm happy they're putting Undertaker in the fucking Hall of Fame because maybe they'll finally stop calling him for stop, matches. Stop, Jeez, hey, stop, no, bro. they did. Please, they did man. the big retirement at Survivor Series. The Taker said, "Not coming back after that. Not doing it." Um, stop, now it's it's okay. I know the problem is it is pro wrestling and it's pro wrestling, uh, bro. The thing about pro wrestling Money is... Come call, and wrestlers are like, if he goes and sit home for two years and he's like, you know what, man, I'm just... I'd like to really try it again. They're going to accept him back with open arms. Don't, no don't, don't do it. it. You ain't, you ain't got to do that, Ram. You ain't got to do that, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> I can have one more run. All I got to do is choke slam somebody. That's easy. I don't even have to leave my feet. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always in the works. Yeah. Um. So let's get into some topics, shall we? Uh, we got to talk about this one, uh, because, uh, it, it, it's, it's one of the biggest deals in pro wrestling. And if Grapsity didn't talk about it, it would feel like, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't feel right if we didn't talk about, talk about it. Of course, um, Phil alluded to it in the intro, uh, as we talk about our double R's, um, we have to talk about the double R. Mm. Uh, that we lost Scott Hall this week. And uh, Scott Hall, otherwise known to many as Razor Ramon, uh, passed away uh, this past Monday. Um, believe he was 63. That is still super young. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. kind of our favorite memories of of Mr. Scott Hall. Uh, I will say that, I don't know, uh, Scott Hall was such a big part of my formative years as a pro wrestling fan. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I probably played WrestleMania, the arcade game, like, nonstop. Oh, look at him with the toothpick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, he was... Cover boy, Razor Ramon, right? But then, like, uh, I was really big into WCW, and when he jumped ship, uh, he was kind of the the piece that made it, it is amazing. Like, you know, there WWF at the time had 
Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. But it really felt like when they lost Razor Ramon, it really mm-hmm. felt like they lost Ed Diesel. It really felt like they lost their heart and soul at that point. Seriously. Like it, there, it was years before WWF felt like a uh, felt like a force again. But mm-hmm. at that point in 1995 or 1996, when that guy jumped, it felt like their biggest personality was on the other side now. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of their like the 90s Mount Rushmore of WWF, his head is on there. And so oh, yeah, when sure. he when he it's crazy that like how everything happened and how popular wrestling was at the time, because I remember when he showed up on nitro and then the next day at school everyone being like what because there's no dirt sheets there's no internet there's no twitter yep. we don't know that i have no idea that he's going to wcw and i love pro wrestling i'm talking about like now and so like when you see someone that you see every week on raw on nitro and he they didn't say like this guy is now signed to wcw he's scott hall it was they were making it like he was coming over from the wwf so it's like Yo, what is going on here? And he's the catalyst for it. He started this, man. It kicked yeah. off because of him, and it had to be him. Yeah, and and honestly, like, um, I mean, you talk about not having the internet. Yeah, the only place I ever got my facts was calling 1-900-909-9900 and getting the... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, 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 no. One time, oh man, nineteen. I remember, I remember. It was nineteen ninety four. It was right after Royal Rumble. Uh, Lex Luger and Bret Hart both went over at the same time. I called the hotline. I didn't know that it like charged money to your house. So I like called the hotline. I'm like, oh shit, what happened at the show? Like it's then the hotline is just like a recording of Bret Hart being like, yes, I won. No, and Lex Luger, yeah, no, I won. I'm like, it's not worth the money that they're screwing and scamming us out of. So my mom gets the bill and she's like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm like, yo, I thought this was thought this was on the house. I thought we were good here. I don't know who's being charged for this. So yeah, that was it, first and last. Yeah, I mean, I maybe called the Mean Gene hotline like one time. Uh, and, the Mean uh, Gene Hotline. Yeah, just That's to hilarious. get them, just to get them scoops. But them scoops, uh, baby. Before yeah. SRS, there was Mean Gene on nine one nine hundred nine oh nine nine ninety nine hundred. Yep. Uh, but no. But as far as Razor was concerned, as far as Scott Hall was concerned, uh, no, nah, he was the coolest dude. Like Definitely. the fact that he came over, and I feel like uh, I tweeted this um, the day before he passed uh, when when things weren't looking very good, but. Uh, you know, I felt like around 95, 96, I was starting to turn 9, 10 years old. And I was starting to feel like, um, I don't know, wrestling was feeling a little corny to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Because WWF was corny as fuck. Uh, that, oh my God, that yeah. year was some of the corny shit. But WWF, I mean, WCW too was pretty WCW, corny. I mean, honestly, it's pretty bad. 95, 95 had Hogan Probably versus the worst. Th- had yeah. the Dungeon of Doom stuff like that. The Yeti, all that shit. Yeah, the yeah, Yeti, yeah. The, there was some... Wrestling was feeling wrestling corny. Wrestling was to, bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrestling was feeling corny <laughs> as hell to me as a kid. And then it was really Scott Hall that made that change to me. Because, like, when he jumped ship, but all of a sudden, he's not wearing, like, flashy gear. He's wearing, um, he's wearing the denim, right? Nobody's calling him Razor Ramon. They're calling him... Scott Hall, and there, mm-hmm. those are little things to me that I never realized till hindsight. But those were little things that 
we're making wrestling seem more real than it was previously. And, and uh, Eric some Bischoff's- dummy on Wednesday just did a promo that just defi- that exact same thing that you're describing. He did it on a promo where he said we're sports entertainers, and he went through all that. He did exactly what you said. They don't Listen. they don't have fake names. They have real names. That's how. That's exactly what yeah. Chris Jericho but, did on Dynamite as in '95 or '96. In 96, that had a big effect on me as a fan because, like, uh, I real because you know, uh, Eric Bischoff has talked about in the past, he's mentioned in 2003, his uh, his number one goal with Nitro was to make even wrestling's biggest skeptics go, Well, I know this stuff is fake, but what about that? Mm -hmm. And so, like, a big thing is taking somebody who you knew as a gimmick and all of a sudden showing us them as a real person. Um, that made wrestling fans who like knew it was fake suddenly go but what about this like Mm -hmm. you know that ain't diesel out there that's that's kevin nash you know that ain't razor ramon this is scott hall and you know hogan is no longer wearing the red and yellow like now this is a dude telling fans how he really feels. And there was a right. piece of me that always felt like Hogan really felt like that. About yeah, people. no, that was real. So, Hogan. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's funny. So, that That's too. That brings along one of my favorite Scott Hall moments, speaking of them being real. And originally when the NWO started, they were out in at the spring break spot or whatever. It's outside. And so they did the angle where they come and they invade WCW and they're beating up people backstage. Ray Mysterio jumps onto Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash sends him into a dart, into the uh, the truck. The and all this yeah. a trailer, everything's going crazy. But people in real life thought this was real. And so they were actually calling like the fire department and the police being like, <laughs> yo, these guys are on, they're at the show, like beating up all the guys backstage. Y'all need to pull up. So like they had actual police and fire people show up because people thought this was real they thought that kevin nash and scott hall were real guys beating up <laughs> wrestlers so like that's how like they changed wrestling for they us really we were changed. used to like the goon and ultimate warrior and like these big giant gimmicks and like no these guys are real they wear their regular clothes they come out and they talk like they're not yelling they're not you know like wrestlers they're like real people and and, and it was just so different in it it was refreshing at the time, yeah, it, especially it was. like for like you said in in ninety five, wrestling was corny. We were ready for something different. I was so ready to have ECW, so like this was like the beginning of me finding ECW and like <laughs> that you know nineties man. Yeah, yeah, man. I I I don't know. I just Scott Hall to me was the, one of the coolest guys of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people have been sharing the uh, the moment where he got hit with the drink and mm-hmm. he just slicks his hair back like yeah. the smoothest dude. Yeah, uh, no, you talked about uh, wrestling uh, not being corny, uh, wrestling being corny. Like even during the WWF years, Razor Ramon was always cool. There was never mm-hmm. a moment where he was not Man, cool. Those, those vignettes are still I you can still look up those <laughs> vignettes today and they're still great. Mm-hmm. Um I would argue he's one of the most impactful guys from that time period. I mean, just everything he did. I mean, from that ladder match, you've seen how many people have posted, like, the holding the two belts. Sammy did it. Uh, Both Sammys did it, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, man, he's he's had an impact. I didn't truly understand it until um, I had people that aren't really wrestling fans texting me the day he passed away. Like, whoa, Scott Hall passed. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. do you watch wrestling? Like, And it's like, they don't. They don't really watch wrestling now, but they know who he is. They know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, my timeline was lit with a bunch of people that aren't current wrestling fans being like, oh, damn, Scott Hall. Oh, damn, Razor Ramon. Oh, damn, my childhood. Just like, it's crazy. Yeah, he had a super huge impact. 90s, man, like what was saying, all the video games, all the merch. Like, if you came up in 91, 92, 90, like during those formative new generation attitude what any of those years you know this man this guy was like when you played wrestler with all your cousins and your friends someone was going to be razor Ramon. that was one of the first picks he's a top pick like he's a top guy like he was the guy he was never world champion they talk about that a lot this week and like there was moments where you could have you know made it happen but like you know he was he played his position all he cared about was money. He didn't really care about them championships. Like, if, if I'm getting paid, I'm showing up. That's what's up. Like, I'm, I'm talking about the top dollar. And that's another thing that he innovated, not innovated, but, like, kind of, like, helped along. Because I think before they were into that is, like, no, this is a business, man. I want money. I'm here to do my job. It's a popular Brock Lesnar thing now. He's like, no, I'm not, like, a mark for the business. I'm, like, a pay me to show up, and I'm going to show up, do my thing, and I'm out of there. Like, that's that's the life I'm trying to live. I don't care about championships. I don't care about accomplishments. I don't care about anything. I care about getting paid and going back home to my family. And that's, yeah. you know, one yeah. thing that he's, he's, yeah. he did. Yeah, a lot of people talk about him. You know, he, he for years, even before his passing, uh, when people ask who's greatest wrestler to never become world champion, usually the names mentioned in there are Scott Hall, Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Roddy Piper. Yeah, Roddy Piper. But, like, Scott Hall never seemed like the type to care. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also what made him also come, cool, off yeah. Real, yeah, mm-hmm. come off so cool. Is like, Scott Hall was perfectly content with that idea that I need world titles for him. Scott Hall. Uh, yeah. and- <laughs> I'm paid. That's, uh, yeah. that's all that matters. I'm paid. Yeah, yeah man. What, what is the quote from um, the Matt Hardy uh, podcast this week? Um, uh so Matt said that the great, the best thing that he felt like Scott taught them was, you know, this is the entertainment business, not internet entertainment friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's cool to have friends, but you know, make your money, make sure you're taken care of. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty, it's wild, man. He had such a huge impact on so many wrestlers. Like I see a lot of wrestlers saying like a lot of current independent wrestlers saying, Oh, I talked to Scott Hall this one time and he gave me this amazing advice that I'll never forget. Or I saw him at a seminar and, he did this or, you know, people talk about him going to the performance center and helping a bunch of wrestlers like beyond being an incredible pro wrestler. Like I think his mind for the business, people talk about him and Jake, the snake Roberts being like some of the greatest minds of pro wrestling ever that we thought we were going to have for longer than this. So it's like a big hit to the pro wrestling community losing out on Scott Hall, man. Yeah. Um, it, it was good to see him get at least, you know, uh come back because he was struggling for a while um so to see him have like the last 10 years or so where he got his flowers and got his hall of fame induction and everything yep. i think he's really two-time cool hall of fame that. yep yep yeah, yeah shout as, out to him, as, as razor and technically as scott hall because uh, um yeah he's officially in uh, with the nwo um and the click yep and the click so yeah, uh, shout out to Scott Hall, man. He did so Hall. many amazing things, so many amazing moments. Ladder match. There's a crazy action zone match that everyone's been talking about this week with Razor and Diesel and HBK and One Two Three Kid. That's insane. One of the best ladder match, um, one of the best tag matches you'll ever see in your whole life. The other ladder match that's 
it's been talked about a lot, but that's rarely talked about SummerSlam 1995. Yeah, Again, yeah. the rematch with Shawn Michaels. Also in an incredible contest. Uh, a piece of black history. One time he was down with Walter Payton, uh, was there mm. in <laughs> messing around. Chuck Norris was there. There was all kind of crazy shit going on. But Scott Hall was there. He was lit, popular in WWF at the time, man. Like, I just running back of all time. I, just I can't throw that in there for sweetness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. You know, <laughs> you know what time it is. Shy right. Town. I knew Phil was here. <laughs> Survey says one more for the good guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> rest in peace. I, I, I used to love that, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it got me every time. Um, but anyway, we are uh, also going to be talking about. Um, what else is out there? Uh, so, saw it on our topics list, mm-hmm. so it sounds like we're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but one, uh, Joseph Janella, uh, did... Oh, yes. The bad guy to the bad boy. Yes, oh, the okay. bad guy to the bad boy. Yes, so Joey Janella did an interview with, uh, with our with homie, Denise, Denise Salcedo. Salcedo. Yeah. yeah, and what uh, he said is that... I'm not I'm not resigning with AEW May 1st. My contract is over. Uh, he also said some other things that got people talking, like people thought that there was some heat on him for busting Hangman, Hangman Open one match and being stiff with some other wrestlers. Um, so he talked about all of that. And so the, it's kind of been likened to the swole thing. I've seen a lot of people being like, well, why isn't Tony Khan tweeting about uh, Joey Janela's Blah 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 like this, uh, and I'm like, uh, I don't know how you do guys... this every time. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm like, why, why are you ra- why is why do we wh- why are we trying to relate all? It's just yo, no, the, all these things are different. Everything is different. Stop it. So yeah, and more than that, we it. don't. More than that, we don't want to repeat. <laughs> no, we don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I thought that the the biggest takeaway that I had from it, um, he was very complimentary of his time there. He said mm-hmm. that he enjoyed his time there. He learned a lot. Um, but he did. The only thing I've seen a, a recurring theme through people that have criticized AEW, whether that be Sheeta or Big Swole or now Janela, is that he was saying how unorganized it was and how he, they could use talent relations and how they kind of left him hanging and they left Marco hanging. Which I know people don't like Marco stunt, but I like Marco stunt. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but I just I I think there's something to that. I do think that there is something to you know them you know having a last environment and that's cool for their first few years, but maybe needing to tighten up the ship a little bit. I think yeah, that's kind of what happened. And I, I think w- what a lot of people don't factor in is this company is still very new. So when, yep. when it started, they needed a bunch of players to help them get this thing off the ground. And I'm thinking that a lot of those players thought that they were going to continue to be the players, but what happens is contracts in things happen. Fucking Brian Danielson is available. CM Punk is available. Like there's a lot of these things you don't, you can't pass up when they happen. So like, there's going to be a lot more of this exact thing happening with people that were here originally for eight for Cody Rhodes. I mean, you know, like a lot of people that helped build this company are going to be out and I could see how it looks 
it might look crazy because there's a bunch of like new shiny toys that the company's like, oh, well, damn, like, sorry, Joey Janela, fucking swerve is here. See you later, bro. You know, like, it's hard to like, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard to like, if it's but a shiny mean, new it, toy, like, I'm about to play with that shiny new toy. It, it didn't I, seem like he was bothered by it, though. I think his thing was just like, call me and tell me what the deal is. Yeah. And, and I feel like, uh, you know, he talked about how, um, you know, he, what he would like to see is more of a talent relations department because that's one thing that um, that I think AEW doesn't necessarily want to have, but you kind of have to. Uh, yeah, and what, that, and like, what, I, what I specifically what? mean is like, you know, WWE has kind of the, the good cop, bad cop thing going on, right? Where like they recognize... Anybody who leaves WWE, anybody's ever been released, anybody's ever quit, they all say the same thing, right? They always come about and they're like, "I enjoyed my time with Vince McMahon. My problem was with John Laurinaitis. My yeah. yeah, my problem was with John Laurinaitis. My problem was with um, Canyon Seaman. My problem was with whoever, right? Mark, um, what's his name or whatever his name? Yeah, Mark Carano. Mark Carano. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mark Carano. Usually, what the issues were, but like. From an outside perspective, it's easy to see that you know there's very clearly you know a good, what it is. yeah, it's very clearly a good cop bad cop thing going on. Like none of that happened without going through Vince, but Vince at least has somebody willing to be the bad guy, like a John Laurinaitis, who you can send to say, "Hey, listen, you got to fire this guy." And yeah, so, see, my question is like, what about guys like Christopher Daniels, Jerry well, that, that, Lynn? They have so a bunch is, of guys back there that are doing this. I thought. So this is where I'm going with this. So uh, again, because it's it's basically a game of uh, what we like to call kill the messenger, yeah. <laughs> where you send somebody out who who doesn't care about being loved or liked or anything like that, who doesn't care about being respected, um, who can willingly go be the bad guy, be the person who has to deliver the bad news. Hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna cut you. And mm-hmm. so. Um, WWE has that, and they've had that in many forms for years. Like Mark Carano was that guy. Everybody will talk shit about Mark Carano. Everybody talks shit about Johnny Ace. Um, people don't necessarily ha- want to have to say the bad things about Vince because Vince was smart enough to not deal with any of that mm-hmm. directly. Christopher Daniels is a guy that you notice everybody loves and respects. Mm-hmm. And I think he is a great face to have on the signing side of things, right? Because... Right. Uh, He's the guy that people were like, yeah, I want to get in the room with Christopher Daniels because I want to get signed by Christopher Daniels, head of Mm -hmm. talent relations. He's that guy. You also have to have somebody willing to be that the other side of that, though, the side that you don't want to be in the room with, um, who can deliver that bad news. Because, again, Christopher Daniels is a guy who's so respected in the business that I think... There's a piece of I I can't speak for him, but I can maybe speak to the idea that nobody wants to see him that way. Nobody wants to see him as yeah. as the guy that uh, is going to deliver you bad news. Is going to tell you, okay, we're going to not pursue a new deal with you. Uh, we're going to let your contract expire. And I feel like there has to be somebody on that side, though. You can't just go radio silent. Um, and right. that's what Joey Janela is talking about happened with him. That he says that uh, now he kind of implied he was like I'm sure Christopher Daniels would love nothing more than to tell me that he kind of implied that that. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, maybe that he don't see much in him anyway. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is one of those it's good for the wrestlers thing. It's good for the wrestler thing because he's doing way, way, way more in the place that he should have originally stayed. And no, he said that 
being an AEW has gotten him more bookings and more money and more things. But this guy's home is GCW Game Changer Wrestling, man. Like he's gonna, he's making his mark. He's about to have this match with X Pac. He's about to have a giant WrestleMania weekend. He belongs in GCW. Make this guy the GCW World Champ after AJ Gray becomes a World Champion. Make G- uh, Joey Janela the GCW World Champ because he represents this brand more than fucking anybody. So like. He's going to do what he's always been destined to do. He said that AEW was a stepping stone. AEW helped him get to a higher position. It's going to help his career. So all is well here. I'm sure he, you know, the things ended kind of sour, but not super that sour. Like, it's not that, that I mean, bad. And like, he, did, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't even imply that it ended sour. He, well, he talked yeah, about how. He just can, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, he yeah. talked about, um, you know, I watched the whole thing. Um, and shout out Denise, I think. Uh, and I don't just say that as your friend. I actually genuinely think it was a good interview. Uh, and I told her that. Um, but uh, I I did feel like he, like I said, he didn't really down on his experience much. As much you know, he talked about real things. You know, he mentioned uh, the Sunny Kiss feud, that the thing he wanted more than anything was for Sunny Kiss to get over. And he said, had he known that that last match was going to be it, he would have uh, pushed for a different result because he was like, I essentially booked that whole feud with Sunny Kiss. Uh, and he really said good feud, that, by the way, if people weren't watching Dark. Yeah. Really good and he, he said that uh, had he known that that was kind of going to be it for him, he would have put Sunny Kiss over rather than the other way around. Uh, and because he's like, Sonny Kiss is the one staying, I'm not. So, like, right, and Sonny should be on TV more. Let's, yeah, let's just say right. is he? Day. I don't know. Like, what's going on with Sonny Kiss? Like, he's not, yeah, I don't know what they're out there. I don't know what's going on with that, but I thought that feud was good. I even thought their tag team was good, um, for a while, but for whatever um, reason, they weren't putting that stuff on TV, yeah. Uh, and, and he talked about how he was told he was coming back to TV before. Um, the uh, Eddie Kingston injury, and he believes that that had something to do with him not being brought mm-hmm. back to TV and essentially communication being cut off. Uh, that, of course, Eddie Kingston was... They had started the feud with Chris Jericho back at uh, after Full Gear, and things kind of seemed like in full swing, and then Eddie Kingston had the orbital bone injury and disappeared. I didn't know that came via a match with uh, Joey Janela. Maybe I did know that, but I guess it was one of those I things that I just forgot. I didn't know that. Either, <laughs> yeah. But, like, um, yeah, and Joey was, you know, and, and a lot of people have been trying to put the, the heat on Janela for certain things, and then, uh, uh, like, the, the Hangman um, Hardway uh, blood at, on that go-home show to Double or Nothing last mm-hmm. year, and then uh, he was like, nope. Freak accident, literally. It was, yeah. Uh, and Hangman tweeted that, you know, he didn't blame him at all. Uh, and also, it was Joey that got concussed in that match, and he apologized for that. Like, either way, I think Joey Janela is a guy that is doing so much. Um, you know, we talk about uh, control your narrative. Uh, but, like... He is a guy who is genuinely controlling his narrative, and he is a guy who, uh, as he outright said in the interview, he he learned um, what's for him and what isn't, and right. he learned that working for somebody else at a major company, not for him, is it, and not for him that he he wants to be the guy you pay to see on the independent scene, and he's gonna go back to being that and continuing to be that, and that's it. Should have always been that from the jump, honestly. So- I mean, I, d- I do think that sometimes I-, I understand needing to scratch the itch of like, 
what is it going to be like you know if he went his whole career basically going man it's a shame i never signed anywhere uh like you don't want to have that feeling in the back of your head mm-hmm. at least now he can say i now did sign knows. some right. yeah i did sign somewhere what for me now i know exactly who i am and what i'm going to do mm-hmm. and this is what i'm going to be doing so that's how i feel about joey janela good for joey janela yeah good for uh, joey he's going to he's going to do a lot this year his name is going to be huge at yeah, the end he, of 2022 he, he's going to be just fine i think in yeah. terms of him signing when he did uh people have to remember where he was in his career at that time he was yeah. one of the hottest indie wrestlers at that time so it mm-hmm. made sense to sign him it did um i just don't think that you know i don't think they they utilized him as well as they could have in terms of, you know, what he's great at. Um, and, you know, that's booking and other things. And that's mm. just, you know, to his point, he's a better use at GCW doing what he's doing with spring break. He is. Mm. Yeah. And when he talked about, he was like, uh, breaking a said, whole bunch of young wrestlers. Like that's the thing, man, bringing in old guys, bringing in Maven for spring break, which I mean, that card for spring break for WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend. We got to get our schedule right, gentlemen. I know. Kinda, there's uh, right. things over. I'm like, yo, yeah. Look, yo. okay, because all of a sudden I'm still like, man, I want to go see Ring of Honor. I want to see what right. this new Ring of I Honor. I want to see that Ring of Honor show, man. It's, hot, yeah. it's a hot show. What the Curtis Colwell uh, Center is going to be, because like, first off, we finally got the FTR versus mm-hmm. um, versus Briscoe's, uh, Briscoe's match yeah. happening, and it's like. You know what? I know everybody wanted to see that match in AEW, and you know we've now heard. Uh, I've been hearing that for weeks, by the way. Uh, the the Warner Media stuff, but I'm glad yeah. we that's finally out there. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like being the guy to like no. break news at all. Like I hated, by the way, the 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 Mickey James bit I dropped like well, what a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, where I just kind of said it. Uh, forgetting that that hadn't been reported anywhere, and so all of a and sudden, then Reddit my, was like, "Ooh, did you guys?" Hear and what, so what, my name's attached. He said, "I know." And so my name's attached to that, and I'm like, "Scoopster, Scoopster, Will Washington." Come I on, hate- man, you better. We got these scoops, Will. They ain't, I, ain't I know, I know. Ain't no stopping me now. Nah, we going to the top. I know. Baby. Drop one right now. You got one. I know. You got I, one. It's funny. Our group chat has stuff a there's lot of times that, there, yeah. that there's a lot of stuff in our group that's, chat that's, that's for us like, to know. I know. There's a lot of stuff that we. But, like, I don't like being that guy because then I feel responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I will leave that and to And wrestlers shock. will come for you. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, and wrestlers don't fuck around. They will be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? So, like, Sean's cool being that guy. Um, and... and we see how Sean is treated online. We don't, we don't want none of that smoke. <laughs> no way. I do not want that smoke. I'm like, not at all. I'm like, look, if I have something that's, like, really good... Um, I'll usually just like pass it to Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like, hear. Here, you have this one. You take it. Um, but like, I, I I've been sitting on the the Briscoe That's thing what, for a while. At the West Coast <laughs> Pro Show, at the West Coast Pro Show, there was some news, and I was like, "Hey, Sean Rossat, did you hear about this? Like, we can't be those people. Like, like I mean, you know, we, look, look we, I'm trying to get in the game too. I'm sorry. Like, I want to be like." that guy like holler at your boy man i'll break this news will washington don't want it but you know your boy want this much i'll break the news right now today can't believe that cody Rhodes signed with wwe i'm the first one to break the news holler at your boy like i don't know um i do want the smoke motherfucker there's like and, and there's still things that I'm like kind of holding on to that I'm like, nah, don't, don't break that. Yeah, um, no, I, I be having news like, but I'm like, those are my friends. I'm not gonna put that news. That, that's the other friends. thing too is I'm like, yeah, I don't want to put like friends in jeopardy. Um, there's little things like that. So it's, uh, but I will say that the the Briscoes thing, 
uh, I was like kind of waiting for that one to break uh, mm-hmm. as far as them not being able to be on television. Uh, and but I thought about it and I was like, you know what though? Thinking this is about the, I was like thinking about the angle at final battle and what went down with FTR showing up there. To me, I felt like uh, I there's not a better place for this to happen than especially the, the for the R-Witch first one because there's the first gonna one be back. more. There's gonna, they're going to have more matches, but it's important that like you could say that AEW is the revival's home, but it's not really FTR's home. They 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 work there, but like it's not like their promotion they're a part of it the roh ring of honor is the briscoe's promotion they've lived there for 20 years this yeah. is their home like having they're going this into the hall match, of fame this year they're going into the hall of fame having this first match in ring of honor is actually way more important and way it better is. than anything they could have ever stumbled upon like this actually works out great because it's like boom you're gonna get heat if ftr goes over because it's in their home, but if the if Briscoes go over, they're at their home. So it's like they they're going to be able to continue this out the gate. They're going to be able to eventually have matches every elsewhere if that's possible. I don't know what's going on. Jay Briscoe's on his apology tour. He's trying to get all of things figured out. Like, you know, it's, know. it's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because uh, I saw somebody try to compare. Um, like the biggest shout out I will give to somebody who uh, who remembered shit from. Uh, their bad online days and got ahead of it, Scorpio Sky. Uh, because uh, I've always given him props for getting ahead of it. Because people were like, how come um, y'all want to get um, uh, Jay Briscoe out of here, but like, uh, you know, you're, you were cool with Scorpio Sky? And it's like, Scorpio Sky got ahead of it. Scorpio Sky uh, knew the summer before AEW launched, he's like, okay, I said some shit online that I completely regret and was hella homophobic. You know what I'm going to do? I want to do an interview with Out Magazine, one of um, the biggest LGBTQ um, publications on the planet, and I want to atone for this there. And he did. And he, uh, right, in the summer of 2019, or I think the, it ended up coming out, I think, September or October of 2019. It was before he won the tag team titles, but it was essentially, look, uh, I know this is out there, and I don't want to seem like I am doing this in response. Like, I want mm-hmm. to address it now uh, and get ahead of it. And he did. And that's the difference, right? Is that, like, it's not so much backpedaling the way that a lot of other guys have had to. Uh, I do think that there is value in getting ahead of it. If you remember shit you said and are like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, I was an idiot and I need to own that now. Uh, I think there is value in that. And I think that a lot of people probably should um, if they know that kind of stuff is out there. Now, sometimes you say shit and forget. Um, so I also get that. But it's if a lot you know of years kind of... worth of tweets, man. Listen, yeah. burn them hard drives bro yes <laughs> your timeline straight when you get up. on because there are a lot of you guys straight that are up. keeping your account from years ago no. and you got stuff that you said like 10 years ago that get you, you a contract delete, delete all that shit you don't need none of it delete all of it but again like i said delete. also get ahead of it uh like if you know what's out there and you know because look i i fully recognize that there are times I've been podcasting 17 years. I recently listened to a podcast from 2006 and where I was like, 
the fuck was I talking about? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, this guy has you no know idea. What... Wild motherfuckers were in 2006, man. I'm like, different. this guy has no idea what he's talking about. And I'm talking about me. I'm happy there's no 2006 Reggie <laughs> fucking podcast. Nah, yeah, no nah, way. Uh-uh. Like, I'm listening to that shit and I'm like, don't listen to this guy. Why did you guys listen to this guy? I wouldn't have listened to this guy, but I recognize that, like, back then, um, this is a different time. And, like, I've learned and grown since then. So I, I mm-hmm. do recognize that. Uh, got to grow up, man. Yeah, I, I, I grew up. 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I, don't I was 19. Yeah, and I don't particularly like that tactic either. Not saying that um, the Briscoes don't owe people an apology because they do. But I don't like mm-hmm. the tactic of people trying to go back, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago and picking out something someone said to try and get them out of here. It's like mm-hmm. if if it's something somebody reasonably said recently and it's it's offensive, cool. But to just try and search up people's history online just to try and cancel them, I don't agree with that. I've never mm-hmm. agreed with that. Um, I'm a big believer in uh, making people answer for stuff uh, in that, like, uh, in the same way that if you dug up something that somebody said 15 years ago, I think it's reasonable to ask them about it and, mm-hmm. and say, like, do you still feel this way? And if right. the answer is no, yeah, okay, cool. That, because I, per- I, I very much have feelings I didn't have 15 years ago. Um, right. it's, it's or find out if it's it. still like a, oh, actually, yeah, I still feel that way. Fuck them guys. Like, then, okay, now you're on the record now saying it. Um, but at this, but like, fuck them guys. Like, if, but like, if that's if that's the way they are, if that's who they are today, like, you know, <laughs> make sure that's who they are today. But like, I, right. I I I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So let's read some super chats. Uh, and you know what? Um, Ace pointed out. He said that is false. Stone Cold to lose to Coachman is a false story. I never said he's going to lose to him. He just didn't want to have a match with Coach. Yeah. Um, the the yeah, he it wasn't was about squ- losing. Yeah. He was just going to. He didn't want to be in it at all. He didn't. He didn't yeah. He didn't. At all. He didn't want the match to take place. He didn't want a bell to ring and a bell to ring uh, with a, a match with Jonathan Coachman. As far mm-hmm. as he was concerned, his final match was against The Rock. And uh, I would want that to be on my legacy too. I don't want no like. And after that, no, I wrestled The Rock, and that was it, bro. The Rock. That was my last match, not fucking Jonathan Coachman. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> I'm to fuck up my cage match results over here. <laughs> <laughs> last one is Jonathan Coachman. No, man, I don't want that. Erase that shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that story. Not only is that story true, they had announced the match already. Like, they had a graphic and everything. They were promoting the match. So oh, I remember man. thinking at the time, that's weird that Why? we're just having a Stone yeah, Cold Steve Austin match. Stone Cold versus Jonathan Coachman. Niggas and then, wanted Stone Cold back, and we didn't want to see him against fucking we, listen, Jonathan Coachman. We, we, didn't want that co- we didn't want that awful Coachman theme song coming on. With the backwards tango on, like fucking Sam Jackson. And he was like, and the match ended up turning into, like, on the go home show, it ended up becoming Batista versus Jonathan Coachman. And like, we just need somebody to beat Coach's ass. Who yeah. wants to beat Coach's ass? And the weird thing was, the the funny thing about that at the time, because if you go look up the match now, yeah, it's Taboo Tuesday 2005, Jonathan Coachman versus Batista. Why haven't is they what did it, Taboo Tuesday also again? Yeah, they, they like it seems like more back. now. Don't like the internet, dude. What are y'all doing? Weird. I know. Well, and the odd thing was the whole reason Taboo Tuesday came about was because it was an election year in 2004, and so it was you know Tuesday's election night. 
let's do the week before um, a pay-per-view on a Tuesday where fans vote. And it was supposed, and now politics have become so like, hand, WWE used to be so like hands-on in politics. Like they mm-hmm. literally did a go-home show on uh, a Monday night. A, a political bro. That's what I know. Yeah, now they're like, oh, we don't know. We don't know anything about politics. I've never even seen the news. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I remember in 2000, uh, November 6, 2000, uh, it was a Raw the night before the 2000 election. They basically had the company go out there and endorse George W. Bush. Like, they mm. had, because they were in Houston, Texas. I remember that. It's like my favorite Raw ever. But you had Kurt Angle come out, get on the microphone as a heel, and talk about. George Bush is an alcoholic, and you people are insane for voting for like the whole reversal psychology thing. Make sure all these fans know George Bush is the guy. Like that was what they did back then. Propaganda, and bro, um, you had like, Jerry Lawler. Yeah, Jerry Lawler used to just say shit on commentary about politics, like mm-hmm. um, where. Uh, I remember in a raw, like it was like a random pay per view in '98. Jerry Lawler just goes, "Ah, oh, we got a lousy president, and now we got a lousy champion." And mm. it was just like shit they would just say back then. <laughs> they did not give a fuck. And like as recently as '08, remember they did the fucking uh, Hillary Clinton versus Barack Obama match mm. on Raw? Yeah. Like, it really wasn't until the it really wasn't until the modern climate of uh, politics that they finally were like, okay complete hands off but that was the whole reason for taboo tuesday was to play up on election stuff right. and like i honestly thought i had this idea back in like 08 i think where i thought would it be weird because raw and smackdown are red and blue that like you could play those up as like uh <laughs> like um if they did like a number one contenders kind of situation but instead of uh voting specifically for a wrestler um, like Raw and SmackDown, like put up their nominee, <laughs> and like, uh, and, like one's represent, one's representing, one's representing blue, one's representing red. <laughs> and, mm. like, and the fans have to vote for either the Raw yeah, or SmackDown yeah, person. A little, too, a little too close to home for me. Each time they talk talking about blues and reds, I'm like, yeah, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> nope, not about uh, to have me out here, uh, fake crippling but no, blood. But no, taboo too. Taboo Tuesday ended but up. But yeah, just why being... haven't they done it? We all have phones and shit. Like, I yeah, want to it's an easy vote. Uh, y- I know you guys are gonna rig it because you can't have anything real. But like, try it again. It'll be Come yeah. On, man. That that gave Shelton his moment, man. So bring yeah. Taboo Tuesday back, man. Right. Yeah. But uh, like I was saying, as far as what Taboo Tuesday ended up actually being, uh, it's funny to think about in hindsight because Stone Cold like really completely derailed that whole thing mm-hmm. because not only did Batista at the time was on SmackDown, and Taboo Tuesday was a Raw pay-per-view, and Batista was also the world champion on SmackDown, and so it was like, for this Taboo Tuesday pay-per-view, this Raw pay-per-view that Stone Cold is supposed to wrestle at, on the go-home show, they were suddenly like, actually, uh, here's SmackDown's world champion, mm-hmm. Batista, and, uh, he's, and he's, instead, he's instead just going to come in and squash uh, Jonathan Coachman, on a brand he's not on for no reason at all. And now the card historically will always show world heavyweight champion Batista face Jonathan Coachman. Taboo and Tuesday. That's that's the story. But yeah, there, there was never a story that Coach was going to beat Stone Cold. He was just going to get slapped around a little bit, stunned, one, two, three. Uh, anyway, um, 
Naked Mikey Walton says, chances we have two surprises in the Seth match. Uh, Cody coming in and Triple H coming nope. in to cost nope. Cody. I think we're nope. going to see Triple H. Triple H, bro. nope. Big hard no on Triple H. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got more. Lux Pro Music says, hey, fellas, just wanted to say y'all have been killing it every single week. Appreciate the super dope content. Also, I just picked up regular off yes. Bandcamp. Yes, yes, yes. Brick yes. phone yes. is yes. fire. Everybody go to righteousrush.bandcamp. Right fucking now and get regular shout out to lux pro i just saw your notification i appreciate you it's fucking lit out here i love it uh mac says i enjoyed seeing the video uh seeing razor give the one two three kid push uh to a young hiroshi tanahashi yeah that was pretty cool oh man shout out to shout out to tanahashi by the way for doing the razor entrance um Mm -hmm. At a recent New Japan show. Tanahashi's cool. fucking cool, man. Uh, we've got Wrestling While Black says sending support. Appreciate, okay, appreciate you. support. Uh, we also have Dante says, People keep saying no one will miss him, but people aren't acknowledging how good he is. We're talking about Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Uh, tag team with Sonny, match with Kenny, Cracker Barrel triple threat with Havoc and Darby, revisionist history, IMO. Yeah, no, uh, he did I mean, some fun things. There, There's – so I, I see it two ways. Um, I think Joey is a uh, – I, I think Joey is a very valuable talent, and I yes. love Joey Janela. I think he's a very Agreed. cool dude and all of that. Um, there are, the guy isn't exactly TV friendly and I get that too, that, um, I do recognize that, um, there is a lot of like people who just don't vibe with Joey Janela and, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you do need to be in an environment that, that is more suited toward who you are. His shtick isn't for fucking TNT. That's what it is. And, like, and his that's really is for GCW. That's why he's going to do it in GCW. Now he yeah. said one of his goals and dreams was to main event a pay per view. He actually got to do it. He faced mm-hmm. it. A lot of people forget Fighter Fest. The first Fighter Fest was not an episode of Dynamite. The first Fighter Fest was a pay per view. Um, we got it free here in the states, but it was not free outside of the United States. It did have to be paid for. Joey Janela versus John Moxley was the main event of that show. Uh, so. He got the main event of pay-per-view. Speaking of which... Sean Moxley, yeah. AEW, now I think about it, has been to a bunch of places in Florida. They have not returned to Daytona Beach at all, which is where uh, the first Fighter Fest was. So that's mm. interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but no, but, I, 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 I get people that are like, um, they didn't understand the appeal of him. I, yeah. I think that he did have some bangers with AEW, um, mm. whether that be the Kenny match. I completely forgot about that three-way with Darby and that other guy that we won't speak of. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> he's had great matches. Um, I, I do think he's going to go on to do bigger and better things. Yeah, um, I as agree. As an indie wrestler, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shauna says, uh, if we, if we are all criticized or canceled today for some stupid stuff we said 10 years ago, then how can we show we've grown? It's how you act today. Yeah. You um, gotta, and you, and you also, change. yeah. Uh, and Danny H says, as someone who listened to 2006, William Washington, I agree. <laughs> different time. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Come on, man. Just, no, honestly, oh. kick my man back straight in. Yeah. Hey, no, um, honestly, <laughs> Uh, and like I said, 2006, I was 19 years old. Uh, and I, and it, when I say like, it wasn't anything like terrible. Um, I just like, I had some bad takes on like Undertaker and I'm, like, that's what I mean. I'm like, I didn't, I don't, Were I don't feel this way. that thinks he's one of the greatest of all time? Is that mm, what you're seeing in their top 10? Uh, in 2006, I actually wasn't a fan at all of oh, the Undertaker. Man. And I, and like hindsight is like, uh, what are you thinking here? Uh, but I, uh, I don't know. I different. Well, what was time. Undertaker doing in 2006 that had you doing that? Was that the was that he was feuding with Mark Henry? Yeah, he had like the World Heavyweight Championship and all that. He he hadn't won yeah. that yet. That was 07. Like 06 oh, was like that weird limbo year where he was like. Uh, like in 04, he feuded with uh, Heidenreich, and in 05, like the, his real only winner was like the feud with Orton. But then in 06, he had the stuff with Mark Henry, and that was like hit or miss. Uh, and uh, he used to feud with Mr. Kennedy and stuff like that. And I was Kennedy, like, mm. yeah, I was like, I don't know, that guy was not for me in 06. And I mean, that wasn't his best run. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't really hot for him. Yeah. in 2006. Um, Tremaine. Says, I read that the Briscoes immediately apologized, and if we were talking about problematic people, uh, DW already got that shit wrapped up. Um, yeah, I I don't know if they immediately apologized. I don't know enough to you know comment, but it just looks away, man. It looks away that now that you know they're getting denied opportunities, that he's coming and apologizing, and so I understand people that are skeptical. Um, um I, I think. But honestly, I don't even know if it's just that. Um, I think that because uh, what I had heard was that it had also just had a lot to do with them just kind of along the Joy Janela lines of TBS just not feeling like they're TV friendly guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're not. 
That's what's cool about them. That's what we like about them. That's why I want them to be on your TV because they don't look like they should be on your fucking TV. That's what's cool about pro wrestling. I don't want them all to look like fucking baby Randy Orton's. I don't want everybody to be buff. I don't want everybody to be have six packs. I want there to be some fucking giant. I want to see Keith Lee's and JD Drake's and fucking some tall guys and some short women and some, you know, so a BBW on wrestling. Why aren't there? (laughs) There's not enough BBW. Uh, wrestlers, I just want to say that because that'd be cool. There's not any BBW wrestlers. What the fuck, man? You guys are being discriminatory be towards the greatest genre of women there are. Y'all need to stop being discriminatory <laughs> pro wrestling. Y'all better stop genre. it. Y'all better stop <laughs> it. Let them BBW shine. There's some out there and they are fine and they can wrestle. Most importantly, let's go. If Nothing else. You guys are like, I'm not going to say anything. No, no, no. (laughs) Actually, what I was about to say is, look, man, if Grapsity is not in the end known for anything else, (laughs) I want it to be known for having given Righteous Reg a platform. (laughs) Your boy, boy. I am so in the fucking building. I appreciate Grapsity so much. It's been the since October fucking second when we started the shit. It's been the wildest ride, man. Every week it's some wild shit. We about yes. to fucking go crazy in, in Dallas in two weeks. Dallas, fucking Texas. It's gonna oh, be it's gonna be some shit. Hey, we, might, <laughs> we might get our ass whooped though. Who knows? Uh, but we got oh, a, hey, uh, hey, I've heard <laughs> hey, someone's hey. gonna punch me in the back of the head, oh, they said. I see those jokes. Pull up, pussy like... boy. I want to fucking know. Show your fucking face online. See, this is what I don't fucking like. There's these motherfuckers <laughs> that come online. They talk all this shit. Hey, I'm going to do this to you, but you're fucking hiding behind a picture, bitch. You know what I look like? I have fucking videos. I got my internet. You can go see my IG. You can see whatever the fuck you want. I live in Oakland, California. Don't try to say you're going to fucking pull up on me in fucking Dallas, Texas and beat my ass. You're fucking hiding, pussy boy. It's probably fucking Alfred, that pussy motherfucker. I will suck the shit. I will suck the dog fucking shit out of you, motherfucker. Don't threaten me online. What the fuck do you think this is? I'm not fucking playing no fucking games. I'm tired of this shit. Fuck off. You want to fucking troll? Pull the fuck up. I'm not one of these motherfuckers that's going to talk shit and then when we're in person, it's fucking... Uh, no, motherfucker, I'm going to slap the shit out of you, fucking motherfuckers. Fuck off. I hate that shit, man. This is fucking real life. You can't be threatening me on the fucking internet, dude. What the fuck do you think this is? Man. Look. I'm telling you, righteous rage, man. So, so, um, context for this, guys. I don't know if uh, if our listeners understand that Every now and then we'll get like a mysterious anonymous account and they'll, you know, tweet weird stuff at us and they'll be either threats or like other nasty stuff. And a lot of times I just block them like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been happening for uh, since since like we, a since, month into the show. Yes. Yeah. Since since like November. And so I I am of the opinion of like, who cares? Block. Um, but it is to a point like. Now they're making physical you're threats. What are you, what are you looking for? It's like if, you're not just talking shit, saying blah blah blah. These guys are corny. Listen, you're fucking it, saying you're gonna fight me, and uh, you're doing like gun things at me. No, motherfucker, this ain't no fucking yeah, game. If you're, yeah, if that's, that's, that's how it is, like, wild. all right, let's. Well, shit, shit's gonna be fucking different out here. What the fuck is this, man? I'm not playing these fucking hiding behind a fucking name games. Pull no, and the I, fuck I, you, up, pussy boy. 
And you, yeah, you will never ever see me online playing like that because I look. This I'm from ain't Chicago. shit to play with, man. He's from Chicago. I, I live in fucking Oakland, California. <laughs> you don't play with words, man. You say some shit, and some shit's gonna fucking happen to you. I'm not online being like, hey, if I see no motherfucker, you don't you don't play nah, games don't, like that because yeah. people really do shit on fucking site out here. It's not a fucking game, man. It's not the right. internet where nothing matters. Shit fucking matters if you say that shit. Yeah, I don't I don't play with that. You never see me say stuff like pull up or, you know, on site or none of that stuff cuz I no. If if you say that, you have to do that then. Don't It's don't on say site that if, if you if, fucking if say that's it. That's not what it is, bro. Like that's I don't play with that. <laughs> Got me off my goddamn shit, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah, leave people alone online. If that if that that's that's the into I'm not this. like that. Now, I'm not trying to fight people. The, I don't talk like that. I'm trying to see the BBW. You guys hear what the fuck's going on here? I'm not trying to <laughs> Be fighting with niggas. I'm trying to rub on a butt. Yeah, come on, man. Y'all, come on. <laughs> Especially over wrestling. Like it's just it's like, wrestling. It's, I know. We're talking wrestling. about pro oh wrestling, my God. man. You're talking about you want to fight over wrestling, dude. It's fake fighting. You want a real fight over fake fighting? That's not how this works. It's the stupidest not how thing any ever, of this man. works. It's it's stupid. Like get a life, guys. I don't know if who's making fake accounts to do this. If you're making burners, like, dude. Find something else to do with your time, bro. Like, or put on. your real face on there so we can see you fucking do it. Stand behind your shit if you're going to do it. Hey, man. Don't let me find out who you are. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's not a threat to you personally, but don't let me find out who you are. Pussy boy. All right, all right let's move Numb on. Numlock says, does anyone else think it's crazy that Rich Holland accidentally breaks Biggie's neck and then the next week he gets to pin Kofi? Yeah, I don't really understand what, like, you got to take a week off after you break somebody's neck, bro. You can't get back out there. I I, I didn't watch much of SmackDown this week. I, well, I watched all of SmackDown. It's all um, your fault, Philip Lindsay. I told you after. People <laughs> was trying to tell you <laughs> not to. Legit, my whole timeline was like, don't stop it don't please no i told Hilarious. you not to watch it babe. damn 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 yeah okay i've been wanting to say it's not bad it's not a bad show dude it's just fucking boring worse than bad is boring i, I would uh, rather it be like that show sucks there's all kind of dumb shit going on but it's not it's just like regular like it's nothing it's just like here's a show that no one really cares there's no heart and soul classic fucking wwe man hey that's what uh cm punk fucked around and found out because like cm punk when he signed up for wwe backstage i think he thought that he was going to be like all right i get to come bury some awful shit and then he found out it's not even awful it's just boring yeah. and he was like man I, like he uh he got to review the shows and just found out I'm not like actively offended by anything. No. I'm just not like engaged by any of it. No, it's um, nothing. Like it's fi it's fine. Like I understand why people are like, oh, it's not so bad because it's not so bad. But it shouldn't. It, this is the number one. This is big, big fucking Vince McMahon, man. They are the ones. They are the John. They are pro wrestling, regardless of how we want to say. When people think of pro wrestling, they think of this company. We should be watching this show. We should be every week feigning to see this show because of the talented wrestlers that they have we should want to watch every wrestlemania i should be like damn wrestlemania is in two weeks i cannot fucking wait to see this show but instead i'm like oh god wrestlemania is in two weeks i do not want to see this show they don't yeah. care it's soulless it's slow it's boring as fuck man it's just there and that's it shouldn't be just there for this giant corporation of tremendously talented people just there that's crazy 
I'll say this, because I did watch SmackDown last night. Um, I've been wanting to say this for weeks. I've said it to you guys. Uh, look, these corny white men have ruined Shinsuke Nakamura's <laughs> entrance. Um, like, Shinsuke Nakamura used to have the coolest entrance Oh, of all time like dead, when bro. you think about when that entrance hit i remember when he got called up in 2017 uh and he came out it, when Miz and maurice were in the ring and then all of a sudden um lights went out and then all of a sudden the the red uh graphics come across the tron we get down 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 it was cool as shit in nxt i remember i had a friend who had never watched pro wrestling before who thought shinsuke nakamura was the coolest thing ever and that's what got him into pro wrestling um that was how effective the song was all of that i don't know but when i watch it today it's not cool. Rick Boogs is not cool. He's fucking corny. And he like super corny, man. I've and been, then I've been, and, I thought I was crazy on this one. And then like people are like, oh, isn't it so funny how how no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> how uh uh what's his fucking name? Uh Pat McAfee gets up on the 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 announce table and does the dance and all that. That's so funny. And it's like, no, this entrance used to be cool. It's not cool anymore it's fucking corny as hell you guys have like actively made this uncool um and i think and and the the worst part to me is uh it's hard to notice until you go back and watch any old shinsuke uh watch uh i just recently because dallas just had me thinking about shinsuke versus uh sammy zayn um one of my favorite live matches ever like legit top five and I've seen like, a lot of live matches. Uh, go back and watch that. But even still, go back and watch some of that early Shinsuke stuff uh, on the main roster. And it's just like how into the entrance people were. But let it be natural. Let the people be into it. Let the people mm-hmm. feel it's cool. But when you then add elements on screen where you're like, no, actually, our announcer's going to get up on the table and he's going to be the highlight of this. Or uh, we now have um rick boogs get up there and do the introduction for it and it's like none of this is cool anymore none of this is cool i hate it i I fucking hate hate it it. look (laughs) to your point when he debuted had super cool lee england next to him playing brother playing violin Mm -hmm. from waukegan illinois um Mm -hmm. that was cool you've got You've got this Boog stuff. No. Remember when they first brought his original theme back and people were singing the theme? Even when at Royal Rumble, remember how cool it was when he came out and you could hear the crowd singing it? Just let the crowd sing with him. We don't need mm. Boogs. We don't need McAfee. We don't need any of it. Stop it. Corny <laughs> white people need to be stopped. Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I felt this way for a number of weeks, and I realized I had gotten to say it on Grab City because I feel like Shinsuke Nakamura has one of the coolest entrances all time. He does. Let that thing cook, man. Let that thing cook, bro. Let it cook. Let it be Shinsuke's. And, and don't tweet me he's having fun. I know there's somebody waiting to be like, Grab City, Shinsuke's having fun. He's surfing. He may be having the time of his life. I don't enjoy watching his entrance with <laughs> and Pat McAfee every week. I'm sorry, I don't. I've That's been it. saying this for a while. Like the entrance. I, I text somebody like a week ago because they were saying something about Shinsuke, and I was like, this Boog stuff has to stop. And like, yes, it, it yeah. just had nothing else to do with anything he said. I just interjected and said, like, this Boog <laughs> stuff has to stop. Like, it's it's not fun anymore. Stop it. It was never fun. Right. Uh, 
we got a couple more uh, hump of chats. Um, we got uh, Ninja Morta says, uh, this is for them. Grab City Boys can't chat or super chat on YouTube, but I'm always supporting. How good was Yuta? Um, I thought I was really happy for Yuta. Oh, uh, yeah, that I was tight. It. I yeah, loved it. That was yeah, tight. I was really happy for him because... <laughs> I don't think you could have anticipated what the crowd was going to do there, regardless of how right. that moment played out. The fact that the crowd was into him before uh, any of that played out at the end, I thought, like, holy shit, like, that, that's what I'm just talking about. Very right? that, smart like, to put him in a great tag match right before to get the crowd extra into what was going to happen. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, did, I, I would not have anticipated, though, that San Antonio, a – here's the thing. I've been to Freeman Coliseum because I was at NXT TakeOver – 2017 where bobby Roode beat shinsuke nakamura for the nxt championship i was there uh at san antonio um i've been in that building uh the thing is that's the first time AEW has ever been to san antonio so it's kind of easy to assume when you're in front of a new audience that you may not be dealing with AEW hardcores right Mm -hmm. so like I would not, if I were planning that show, I would not have anticipated that that crowd would have been into anything but John Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson because those two are well known. You have to Chuck remember, T- though, Texas, they do not fuck I, around. I Texas know. I, I forget about that, right? Because in Austin man. next they week. some pro wrestling out there in Texas, man. I'll tell you that. In Austin, they're in Austin next week, right? Austin, they've been there twice now beforehand, and both times were incredibly hot. Like some of mm-hmm. the hottest crowds AEW's had have been in them Austin, Texas, uh, Austin, Texas crowd. So I'm curious to see how they do again. Oh, this that's week. funny. They were in Texas because I was tweeting. I love the crowd on Wednesday. I was tweeting how great the crowd was. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, fucking Texas, man. Next week is is Austin. Uh, the they last were hot times. for everything, like hot, like like how a crowd is supposed to be, not like mm-hmm. trying to get themselves over, like being a pro wrestling crowd reacting to things that happen. Just I don't like, know if you saw the great. video. Somebody tried to do the beach ball and they killed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> somebody awesome. brought it. That's amazing. Somebody brought a beach that. ball. It bounced like twice, yeah. and then they were like, "Nope, snatched somebody it out of the that. air." It was like the show, baby. We here for a show. This <laughs> don't, is, don't, beach ball is for a boring ass show. This ain't a boring ass show. It's hot out here. This yeah. Stop it. Don't bring your beach balls and your what chance. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Leave your so I, I was I was bro. happy to, to see that. But yeah, but anyway, the point I was making though was like I would not have anticipated that the crowd was going to get into Utah, especially in there with Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's a big Utah chant, and then when he gets in Regal's face and the crowd, the whole crowd is chanting Utah, and I was like Yo, do something Rico with this now. The dog shit if you, of you. That you did, oh my god. That was great. That gif with Brian sliding in after right. like, what you gonna do about it though? Run up on Rigo the wrong way, I might murk you. For reals, <laughs> yo, straight up. Like if they didn't have a plan for you to yet, then they'd go. Because like uh look, that is a handsome dude for one, and for two, he's good in the ring. And three, like now you have the missing piece of, and people are into him. Man. Yo, that, those are the three elements you need. You just for a guy. They, they put over his uh, his Iron Man match that he had with Dan Garcia on the show. Like they're mm-hmm. they're getting behind you, to man. He's doing it, and he's get really that, great in the graphic, ring. So gonna on, work. Yeah. Yeah. Give him the graphic. graphic. Need that Uta graphic, man. Let's yep. do it. Yeah, I'm ready for that one because. The, you, you got your moment. Uh, so, no, I, I agree. Uh, Ninja Mortis, that was cool. Anwar says, y'all are doing a great job. Enjoy your weekends. D-Lo Diggs just dropping 10 bucks. Thank you, D-Lo. What's up, D-Lo? Uh, uh, we got... 
We got to uh, get D'Lo Brown yeah. on this bad boy one day, man. You looking at the man, real deal now. We got to get we got to get Uncle D'Lo in here, man. <laughs> huh? Well, it's funny that you. Okay. That's look probably doable. I was like, saying. I was like, that's that's doable though. That's actually kind of. I was thinking about that. And I'm like, that's probably <laughs> really doable. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see Chains, you soon, Chains of Misery said, um, uh, "Reg really trying to get Faye Jackson out of retirement." Um, Listen, <laughs> the world needs it. Okay, we, we need Faye Jackson, man. Come I'm on. saying, mm-hmm. come on, who doesn't come, want come that? On. Friend of the show, come on, come out of come out of retirement for us, mm-hmm. for your yes. boys. Uh, Life of Deem says, "Is this like the the most consistent boring booking of Raw and SmackDown? Like even the Cody hype is cooled down. I'm not even amped. I'm probably skipping Mania for the first time in a while. Um, I don't know if it's the most. I mean, because there have yeah, been some really not bad the periods. Most, yeah, nah. but it's pretty it's, bad. It's, it's pretty probably bad. it's probably the most boring in my experience watching wrestling. I right." Uh, I, I think I think part of it is because this is the period where we have the most options ever. I literally ordered and watched That's till true. five o'clock in the morning uh, the TJ uh, PW pay per view. Um, oh, talk about that a little bit. People are excited about that. How yeah, I, I I was up last night watching it and uh, I didn't get to finish it, so I still have uh, the main to watch. <laughs> I mean, what is this? Five hours long, right? And like that's it's it's a five hour show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna be up late watching this as long as I can. And I watched a little bit of it this morning. Um, and so I don't really get to have a full opinion other than wrestling's great. Yeah. And there's never been a time to have more options, uh, especially in women's wrestling. You've got the most women's wrestling options you could ever have. Um, uh, I will Crazy say that pay per view is only 900 yen, which is like seven bucks. Um, so man. Maki you know, has been on a tear since she came back from the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to her eventually coming back to the U.S. because I feel like there's definitely a crowd that wants to see her here. Yeah. Um, but either way, there's 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 a lot. Uh, Man, and... Will Washington had five, at least ten tickets to Revolution. He went to the show and he <laughs> still purchased the show. On his phone to watch. That's how much this man loves pro wrestling. <laughs> he had about twenty five free tickets. He went to the show, saw it with his eyes, and he still purchased it. That's how much this man loves pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling. We out here. We I spent a lot of money on pro wrestling. Look at the, look <laughs> behind me. Literally, look behind me right now. And it ain't just behind me. I'm also holding the belt in my go, hand. Man. Why do you have that <laughs> in your hand? <laughs> why, why are you holding it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I went to pick. I went to pick it up. Um, I, it was sitting in this oh, chair right here, God. and then I went to pick it up to put it away. And I'm like, oh shit, it's time to start Grapsity. So it's been sitting in my lap this whole time. <laughs> it's been sitting in my lap this whole time. Um, Damn champion. Yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, the Sheeta match. You watched the Sheeta match? Uh, I got. To the entrance, and then I was like, "All right, That's I need to get this." Mo- uh, no, it's not the main event, but oh. um, it's right after intermission. And I was like, "I want to give this my undivided attention." So I'm gonna finish watching it pretty much when we're done here. Uh, so um, <laughs> the and I might order the ice ribbon show tonight. So there's that too. Uh, there's oh, man. support Joshi Wrestling, man. Yeah, yeah. support Joshi Wrestling. Um, anyway, Ten Ruza says. Um, Hey, from Melbourne, Australia, guys. Uh, you guys are awesome. 
Um, come down under sometime soon. Seeing Janela here in Australia in July uh, with Cardona as well. Yeah, you know what? Um, so many Look people know. Well, he already has vacations. No, no, no. no. I, well, I was Australia thinking about this because I was like, you know what? Most people know that uh, my my wrestling companion is my boy Theron Reynolds. I did the first episode of Day After Dynamite with him, and uh, he was at Revolution with me. Um, you great guy. both, Love that both Phil had... and Rich, yeah, both Phil and Rich have met him. <laughs> we um, had some great laughs for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. T is my guy. I love T. Uh, so T spent a number of years living in Australia. Uh, when he oh, was a sure. kid, um, because his dad was in the military, so he he moved around. But he was in uh Australia for years, and so he's talked about for a while going back. And mm. you know, I I don't know. I was just thinking, like maybe we should plan something. Uh, That'd be kind of fun. Hit up T like after this, and like you know, he he knows because um, I know he was in Australia when the Power Rangers movie was filmed. That's the other thing. Uh, me and T are our big obsession. We've only gotten a hand to do one of them. We're both obsessed with pro wrestling, and we are like obsessed with Power Rangers. That is mm-hmm. our our big thing, right? So like he was living in Australia when the Power Rangers movie was filmed, which was filmed in Australia. So it was like. That was how they dressed up Angel Grove was like, this is actually Sydney, Australia, but it's a city most Americans haven't seen. So as far as we're concerned, this is Angel Grove. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of which, and Phil, you're a Power Rangers guy too. We should Two do a Power Rangers man. podcast. We should the Grap City Come bonus. on, content, you guys. Yes. Grap City. <laughs> Patreon question mark. I, I am a big mark, Power Rangers guy. Are you kidding me? I don't know if you can see that right here. That's my original Falcon Zord right there. Uh, mm. That's that that that's an original. I'm pretty sure I've got. Uh, oh, look at that. That's Andros, the the Red Ranger from In Space. Uh, mm. So um, and I think it's also got uh, Astronomer with it as well. Big Power Rangers guy here. Um, how did I ever get married? By the way, uh, but. <laughs> Um, That's why they say no. there's somebody for everybody out there. <laughs> short guys, I was talking about yesterday. Look, short guys, you're out here too. There's somebody for you. Don't worry. Yeah, there's somebody nah. for everybody. Even if you're a big fucking nerd, even if you're a murderer, oddly enough. So we're trying to marry off murderers now. I'm saying, yo, if no, no, you ever, you ever seen like murderers? I know, right? I know a lot of women who are like obsessed with like watching murderers and it's like you know if i just gotten to know him what's the guy on netflix ted bundy or whatever they were thirsting (laughs) over ted bundy on net on uh yeah thirsting over come on guys be safe they were (laughs) thirsting over ted bundy (laughs) thirsting this guy's a murderer what are y'all talking about well if he he seems like a pretty nice guy i don't know no come on (laughs) come on uh let's see we got uh i church pastor blaster says uh hey family just showing some love thank you we always appreciate it yes uh, thank you monique says jay tweeting a bathing suit pic hashtag Ooh, we're blessed i had to lay down after that one boy i tell you oh my goodness gracious jay, jay Tremaine. was cutting up on uh twitter man this week she was definitely so what did i hear from reg all kinds uh, of shit. I don't know. I said all kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Brendan said, Reg's comments plus Phil's reactions are comedy gold. <laughs> Wait. So somebody tweeted the other day that was like, um, watching you react. I was like, you guys have no idea. Conversations we have off mic. It is, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is nothing compared to 
Seriously. <laughs> we have here sometimes. Yeah. I've, I've never been in the same room with Reg, but every now and then I'm like, this guy, man. Well, I'm looking forward to Dallas, man. <laughs> yeah. Dallas it's funny really that, fun. like, like, yeah, we've had multiple combinations, but these two mm-hmm. never actually been in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be dope to have the three of us together. In that's now. what's so great about pro wrestling man i know a lot of there's a lot of extracurriculars a lot of bullshit a lot of wild shit that goes on here but there's a lot of good sometimes you just like get together for a weekend with your people and have a great time <laughs> and it's great and everybody's having fun everybody's going out and doing things together and it's a great time it's like you know vacation with a bunch of friends <laughs> Hold on, I gotta give one to uh, to King Omega in the chat. Uh, it's not a super chat, but he said this is Reg's Don't. Mm. <laughs> hey, Don't. somebody do it. Been on my dick, man. You love my style, man. Uh, hey, somebody do it. I want I want that whole red with Ether behind it. I'm just talking, but, uh, man. I don't want. I don't like to be fucking threatened, man. That's crazy. He said, "Don't, he said, don't this fuck is with wrestling, man." I'm, I'm trying to be good out yeah, here. Yeah, listen, stop, stop threatening people over wrestling. Stop calling people coons over wrestling. Stop all that slave yes, talk. I've, come I've on. had about enough of that. Now, at this point, every time I see that, now I'm gonna call you out. Don't call me a coon over wrestling. No, don't say dude. any of this slave master talk to me, bro. Like, come this on, pro wrestling. Off, bro. it's wrestling, you guys. This don't is do professional that. wrestling. This is not real shit. We're trying to have exactly. fun, man. It's fun. Yes, keep it fun. Brendan says, righteous is a perfect adjective for Reg. Preach. Double R, yes. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's me. (laughs) Let's see. We got Derek says, shout out to Private Party. No more kids for you. Oh, that Private Party and Hardy Boys match was tight. I love that that shit. Yeah. Them staring straight to the camera and saying that. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I loved it. They looked, like I said on Twitter, Private Party looked like they were having the most fun you could ever have in a ring with your idols and you get to get hit by all the spots that you've grown up watching man they were just they looked like kids in a candy store man and shout out chris van vliet uh that you guys are rocking keep up the great work oh shout out to chris Uh, man he's a big that's a big name man big name talent out here (laughs) shout out to him he got those interviews on deck checks in the building i'm saying man (laughs) uh so thanks for being in the chat chris um but yeah so uh what else we got okay this one you wanted to talk about you know what's funny is i didn't even have to change this one because it was the number three topic from last week but now uh we're going to so it had an exclamation point last week we're gonna put a question mark here instead so it's gonna be jeff hardy uh so jeff hardy um shout out to my boy john alba uh, who yes, is just killing it? You're absolutely killing it. We uh, were with John with... Alba in Revolution. That's so funny. His yeah. name's all over the internet. I'm like, we were running and getting in front of everybody in the front of the line with John Alba. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, <laughs> that was the scheme. <laughs> was, we uh, were scheming hey, to get we're... to the front of the line with John Alba. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, shout out John Alba though. John Alba, cool as hell. Um, and uh, he has been killing it with pretty much the entire Matt Hardy project uh, yeah. this week. Had an interview with Jeff Hardy uh, that dropped this week. Got some headlines, I tell you, boy, man, Jeff Hardy. (sighs) Okay, so it's a, it's a, it's been both sides of the coins. People are either like Jeff Hardy's dumb or Jeff Hardy's great. He talked about this famous match in WWE at this house show, 
He said Famous. I was in the match. I hit all my spots and I was ready to go. So I just hit my spots, left the ring, and that was it. And so people are like, "You're on." He, he, his You're his statement real. after that though, his statement after that where he said, uh, "You know, I figured they're not gonna do anything to me. I'm Jeff Hardy." <laughs> so he didn't think there was even gonna. He didn't think there was gonna be a consequence for that at all. It was like I did my spot in the match. I wasn't feeling it, so I left. I mean, and in hindsight, they really wasn't. They were trying to get him back, so it's like he was so, kind of right. So, so here's the thing. So, I I see a lot of people are doing this weird internet thing. They did the same thing with the swole thing, where okay, I saw a quote some here somewhere here, and I didn't watch the interview. If you watch the interview, the mm-hmm. tone is so different. Yeah, uh, and people are running with this. It's the smartest thing I've ever done. They're just taking that part of it and acting like, all right. Well, he did this to get released. John mm-hmm. asked him specifically in the interview, did you do this to get released? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your answer, guys. Stop right. making up conspiracies. Stop assuming. He answered your question. Now, could he be not telling the truth? We don't know. But he gave you your But answer. the fact that he said he didn't think anything would happen as exactly. a result of that is exactly. like... Yeah, no way. Yeah, so he... So the story is this was the house show in, in Dallas or well, not Dallas. It was in Texas in December. Um, and, you know, he finished up his spots. He left. And then that led to, of course, the erratic behavior. And then he got reprimanded. That led to them drug testing him and um, telling him that he needs to go to rehab or they're going to release him. Um, he ended up getting released. Then they got the test results, which they tried to withhold from him. And then once they got the, the test results back and saw that they passed, they passed, they tried to rehire him. They tried to offer him a Hall of Fame spot. And at that point, he was offended at that like, point, no, which I feel him. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want it. And so, you know, my thing with all of this is whether you think what he did was okay or not leaving that match, um, what they did is not okay. Them trying to withhold his test results and smear his name, essentially, and him having to bring a lawyer in to get his results and yeah that's not okay and i've saw i've seen people say well both sides handled it bad there's a there's no. a p- power dynamic here guys like yes the a, a company has more more of a power than jeff hardy does they yes. control the narrative here they control what his image looks like going out the door so mm-hmm. yes it is worse for them to try and smear his name out going out the door and then rehire exactly. him and not clearing it up he had to clear it up himself so, yeah, Listen, I, it's a stupid house show match, and they're trying to act like this is the most unprofessional thing they've ever seen. A company that released like 200 wrestlers very recently. You want to talk about unprofessional? A guy that we saw jump off a 30-foot ladder and destroy his body for this company that would immediately after withhold his drug test and you know create a narrative or put him in a match in a bar when he has all this... Pe- like, you talk, talk, talk about professional... Like, let's talk about professional then. Like, his one compared to their 100 unprofessional things that they've done to him. So, like, let's yeah, relax he, on talking he, about professional he, with the fucking WWE. And he, he did everything they asked him to when he came back. He did that bar match. He did all of the goofy addiction stuff that they asked him to do. He never complained about it. Um, I don't know. I, I Again, I, I can see why people don't like what he did. And they're saying it's unprofessional. Is it fair to the people he worked with in that match? Probably not. Um, but at the same time, 
Does it? It does not matter. It's a fucking house show. Even if it was on Raw, it wouldn't matter. These shits don't matter. We move on the I next mean, week, and it does not matter. I, I it do think it would have been different if he walked out on a televised match. That yeah, yeah, wild. definitely. But he didn't <laughs> because wild. he knew, like, he know. I've been to a thousand. I've seen the worst match of my life. The Big Show versus Kane at a house show in Bakersfield. The worst shit I've ever seen. That's 20 times they worse. They didn't chain wrestle what, at that match? No, they didn't. I don't know what the fuck they did. That's 20 times worse than what Jeff Hardy did. I would rather see Jeff we, Hardy work. We wouldn't have even known about this, this house show incident. We wouldn't have even known about it if they didn't handle it the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because you'd be surprised. Like, I think a lot of people don't attend house shows and don't right. recognize that. They like, don't know what was going on. Like, there. those shows, house shows are, are someone else. Like, there's a lot. Like, I'm not saying walking out on a match is the way to do it right but right. there is a lot of kind of a more laid back atmosphere at house shows where like the talent knows they're not working for cameras and so in that sense unless unless they're being told specifically this is being taped that's a different story but for the most part it's so lax it's so like you There's ever that seen clip a new day- of, like undertaker running across the apron it's like a very famous gif, I think. And yeah. he's like, it's a front of a house show, and he's like being silly. He's not being the Undertaker because it's at a house show and no one's fucking filming it. No one right. was like, oh my god, Undertaker killed this fucking kayfabe with one house show appearance. No, it's. This I mean, is have a you house ever show. seen? Nobody cares. One of the, I will say, one of the biggest things I could recommend actually is the New Day at a house show are fucking fun. Those mm-hmm. dudes, yeah, they just have fun at house shows and in ways where like stuff they can't do or say on TV. Hey, ain't nobody recording this. Who gives a fuck? And they house just show, they damn. they I have fun. House show in so long. <laughs> uh, like you ever seen the clip of Kevin Owens just like shit talking that fan while he's got um, Roman Reigns in the headlock? Roman Reigns is like trying not to laugh, and like Roman like covers his face, just dying laughing because Kevin Owens is just talking shit to a fan. Wow. <laughs> uh, when do uh, you see that clip of Kevin Owens? Is like I make more money than you. As a matter of fact, my last check had blah, and he's just talking about his whole uh, uh, merch check while he's got Kevin or while he's got Roman Reigns in the headlock. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is just like like Kevin covering Owens. his face, just like laughing his ass off. House shows, honestly, are fun. They're laid back, relaxed atmosphere that don't have necessarily like when you talk about unprofessional. It's kind of all unprofessional. But yes. um, I, like I said, I'm not using this to say that walking out on a match um, is the the way to go. But I am saying this is like this is the, treating this like he did this on TV. Huge difference. And I've had it's, shit happen on, on TV, by the way. Hardcore Holly flipped me off once he knew the cameras were off as a baby face. As a baby face, <laughs> Hardcore Holly once uh, came over, oh. gave me the middle finger when he knew the cameras were off. Uh, during, during a raw commercial break, <laughs> you, I don't know why you was beefing with hardcore. Hard hard it was a raw in 2008, and uh, I was just not a fan of hardcore Holly for whatever reason. And in hindsight, even looking back at 08, I'm like, why was I so mean to hardcore Holly? He's mean. To <laughs> he is a beautiful, beautiful drop kick, bro. What's wrong with you? <laughs> hardcore Holly is out here trying to get his man. Brock Lesnar yeah. broke his neck. He, you know, shit. man. But no, nah, I, that I, man flipped me off though. Uh, no, re- I mean there was a no reason. I was like aggressively booing, and I brought this sign that was really for Triple H, but like it just said "Worst Champion Ever," which is actually in Vince McMahon's Titantron, by the way. Uh, me holding that sign, wow. but I held it up for Hardcore Holly also because he was what one half flex. of the tag team. He was one half of the tag team champions at the time, and I hold this sign up for Hardcore Holly, and like he sees it, it is like mad. And- <laughs> 
and yeah (laughs) and like when he knew the cameras were off he like goes over to my section uh like intentionally starts giving people fives and he's like high five high five five hey fuck you (laughs) (laughs) pissed off hardcore holly it's crazy wow who is this who is his partner his tactic uh cody rhodes cody rhodes Rhodes. who is that which is funny because that's the next topic so what a transition but yeah, I think people are missing that context of that house shows are more laxed. And mm-hmm. I mean, again, as, as as Will said, that's not to say that we are also saying that what Jeff did is great. But I I don't think it's as bad as people are trying to make Knowing it everything I know about this company and professional wrestling, this was not unprofessional. I'm sorry. This, it, I'm it, sorry it, that you guys are, oh, he hard on money. Shut up. Whatever. Whatever. I this mean, is more WWE's no, fault than Jeff Hardy's fault. I mean, when, when you... When you listen to the accounts from the show, though, when he walked through the crowd, he was taking pictures with people. He was high fiving people. It wasn't like he walked out and just like starts. He didn't say "fuck and, you guys." He said, "No." He like, just was like, "I'm done. I'm done yeah. for the night. I did my part in this match. I'm done." And hey, could he have handled it better? Maybe, but I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. And I don't I think, think he could have handled it better. I think he handled it exactly how he should. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people say that. he could have handled it better. What's handling it better? Them holding him hostage for two years. Fuck off. This got him released. He's now somewhere else. It's the fucking Man, party. By the way, boys. just want to say again, wasn't his intention to get released that way. It just happened. It was just, you know, as he said, you know, blessing in disguise for him. So they didn't want him anyways. I mean, it it was it was interesting if you listen to that whole interview of him talking about how excited he was at Survivor Series because man, the people were stuff. into him yeah. with the stuff stuff and you would have thought he should have been Roman's next challenger, and it just never happened. Mm-hmm. So many people were saying that at the time. They were like, oh, there's not a lot of challengers, but there is Jeff Hardy. I remember a lot of people that saying that. Been, that would have been a cool matchup, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Listen, I worked at J- I started working at Jiffy Lube. Everybody knows what Jiffy Lube is. Do you... Uh, yeah. Oil change, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I worked at Jiffy Lube for four hours. The boss didn't say one word to me. I went home for lunch and I never came back. <laughs> Fuck that job, bro. <laughs> Fuck that job. Righteous Reg, this is what I always leave people with. They don't put your fucking resume on your tombstone. When you're dead, they're not going to be like, oh, this person was really fucking trustworthy to the WWE. No, it's going to say this guy's dead. Fuck that job. That job ain't <laughs> shit. When you're no. dead, it's not going to be about that stupid job. Live your life. Hey, 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 hey. Rihanna Speaking, of, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of jobs, by the way. Uh, speaking so, of getting my bags. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Cody Rhodes. Uh, it's this According. has been I, yeah, PW Insider, PW Insider, Mike Johnson broke the story that, um, which, you know, here's the thing. Once contracts are signed and they're in the system, pretty hard to hide that stuff because yep. that office people leak that stuff all the time. So mm-hmm. this was one of those, now that it's signed and it's there, Cody Rhodes is in the company. He is a WWE superstar. Uh, and it's been pretty much written onto the WrestleMania run sheet for a long time that he is facing Seth Rollins. It was just a matter of how we get there. Uh, but Cody back in WWE, this is it. Uh, and I still think, I I think he's going to show up at WrestleMania, not before. And I think that's going to be better in the long run. Yeah. That'll probably be a big moment for him. I keep Mm -hmm. trying 
to play it out in my head how it's going to look, and I can't because so much of what I picture for Cody Rhodes is his AEW persona. I'm like, okay, you know, what I was thinking about uh, in Jacksonville, is he going to show up on Raw? Like, a light's going to go out, and then we get the, ah, and then he rises from the, the, the Cody Vader, and um, and then we get all the pyro and the music, because that was about to happen. I thought, no. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I thought about that because I'm like, no, because the... The, the the epic part of the intro is it was made by Mikey Ruckus. That is owned by AEW. The song is not. The current version of the song. So you think was, he's going to use Kingdom? I don't know. Uh, Cody has taken that song multiple places. He used I that in Impact. Him to. I want him I don't to. Know if yeah. Kingdom, I don't know if Kingdom fits his WWE character so much. But, but is, it, but he, is he going to be his WWE character? That's is he going to come out? Is thing. he going to come out with the, the jacket and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's he going to do? Because it's, the thing oh is, regardless, regardless of um, what he was in WWE, the fact is, the man's got a giant American Nightmare tattoo on his it's neck. He yeah. is the American Nightmare Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes. He is not dashing cody Rhodes, he is not but he can't be any of that no more he can't be smoking mirrors he can't be wearing the mask what's he gonna do he uh, this is a man with the american nightmare logo on his neck he is the american nightmare be something that'll cover all that up (laughs) no 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 you won't see none of that little tattoo with that Face paint and the damn leather gold dust suit. I'm telling you. Oh my god! If Cody comes out as Starfish, he better raise hell, boy. Oh my. Nah, I mean honestly, like I am so curious about this. Uh, They could take so many different angles of it, right? (laughs) Because, like, um, you know, uh, I saw Louis tweet earlier where he had said, you know, Cody's doing what's best for his family, you know, all of that, and I thought, I think he's specifically missing why this is such a jarring story Mm -hmm. Uh, because like when you think about Cody Rhodes and you think about all the things that Cody Rhodes kind of made a name for himself doing he ain't gonna get to do none of that in WWE Mm -hmm. like Cody has been the the big promo guy but like the promos that he's written right like those are his promos Unless he got it like written into his contract that he gets to write his own promos, he's not know. that promo guy, yeah, yeah, right? No, he, you if, know. if he goes up and he's like, "Yo, I need fifteen for this promo," they're gonna be like, "Fifteen or what? Not in this fucking show." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's gonna be all right. You get fi- fucking... it's like it's like okay, you get your fifteen minute promo, but uh, oh, shout out to my cat who just walked in, um, but. You get uh, your 15-minute promo, but just make sure that you say, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. And don't say fan, say <laughs> WWE Universe. Um, and like, <laughs> it's going to be like a fucking Mad Libs or something. Like, put your right. whole thing in there. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, and thinking about how this man set himself on fire. Um, literally just, like, Ow. three months ago. This Ow. man did a moonsault off a cage. This Ow. man was bleeding Every Ow. single match. Out. Yeah. No, no more blood. <laughs> the blood is done. He's not bleeding anymore. Done. It's over. But, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. I think it's. It's kind of like if you watch a guy that's like a big indie rapper for like the last few years. Go, man. I'm not signing with anybody. I'm doing my own thing here. Like mm-hmm. I'm controlling my own message. And then all of a sudden they just sign with Def Jam. It's like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like we it know is, what's but, about to happen at Def Jam, bro. Like. Are you sure? 
<laughs> I mean, that, that's not a knock at Benny, by the way. I no, think of course not. It, it, yes, it, it, I think it, so but, too. A fucking Tana Talk Four is insane. But yet, man, I I am curious how this is gonna go. Shame on you, Cody Rhodes, for getting me to watch Raw this week. Oh. I will never forgive you for that. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I did watch it. I was just sitting there the whole time, like, all right, he's gonna come out at the end, right? And no. then I sat there at the end, and I was like, what was that? It, it, think- it was like the, it was like the crusty like. What? Do you think they're <laughs> gonna try to? You think they're gonna try to tease that he's coming to one of these Raws before? They've been teasing it every week. They yeah. teased it after. I mean, the they have been teasing Monday. it for a while. Yeah. Right. So, like, you know, th- I think you know, I had tweeted and I got a bunch of people mentioned saying, you know, the the hype's not dead. It's not so much that the hype is dead. I I do, and I don't, because it's gonna be a moment when Cody shows mm-hmm. up. It is going to be a moment because it's <laughs> yeah. still gonna feel so surreal seeing Cody Rhodes back in WWE. Right. Um, I do think that. Uh, you know, when I think about some impactful debuts, um, thinking about Scott Hall, we just talked about that, right? And how, like, part of what made that so impactful was that it happened so fast. It was like, wait a minute, this dude was literally just on WWF television last week. All of a sudden, he's coming out on WCW. That's how mm-hmm. fast that happened. WWE had the ability to, like, Cody Rhodes got out with a no non-compete clause. He could have did that um, now. Yeah, they could have done that, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was just the TNT champion. And, uh, you know, he they said he's been signed for, like, two or three weeks. They Now, I take all that back. Because I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, I think... Trying to choose my words carefully here. Because I don't want to break a story here. I'm pretty sure Go Big Show had something to do with him... Uh, not debuting um, in that he because Go Big Show just ended I think right. a week ago. I, yeah, I thought I heard that that he he needed to wait until it ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that would never make, mind. Think, make the yeah. most sense. Yeah. So I think I that's that out back. there. I don't think you're. I don't think you're breaking. I've seen. Okay. That okay. Yeah. I, I thought uh, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, as long as it wasn't our group chat. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I've seen, I've seen but, the Okay, chat. okay, yeah, okay, yeah. good. Um, but yeah, because uh, uh, I don't know. I, but I did feel like, you know, the moment was, was huge when it came out that, uh, you know, shout out Fightful Select. Uh, the story was dropped. Cody Rhodes, free agent. He's working without a contract despite being the TNT champion. Then he loses the belt to um, Sammy Guevara. And then AEW announces he's actually officially left the company. Period. And, like, there was all this buzz about what's going to happen. What is AEW without Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes has been the the face of the company for a long time. Um, matter of fact, they're still uh, – they updated the Rampage intro a couple weeks ago to replace Cody Rhodes' voice saying this is Rampage and then put it back. Um, so this week, his voice yeah. – the opening of Rampage this week is Cody Rhodes saying this is Rampage. He's been the face of AEW for – since the company launched so there was all these questions of what's the company going to be without him and what would it be like him showing up and i feel like you know the questions the aw questions kind of got answered um in the fact that they had their second most bought pay-per-view um and one of their most revered cards uh that went by matter of fact the two most bought aw pay-per-views did not have cody rhodes on them Mm. and so um so like that question kind of got answered uh and i don't know i am looking forward to uh to what cody rhodes does i think it's going to be very interesting i think it's going to be very cool and i am um just just the idea of it being 
just the idea of it happening because we yeah, don't know uh, what man, it's going to so be like. Raw was in Jacksonville next week. It is where this week? It is in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Pull I don't up, know Phil. if you're going to trick me into going, Cody, because I, I don't think you're going to show up. <laughs> I, you're not, I don't know, man. He tricked you into watching the show last week. Now he's going to trick you into watching a live one. Come on, man. Pull up. Feels like, yeah, I'm good. I don't know. I'm good here. I don't know that. I get it. Nah, you know, I get it. <laughs> nah, man. I, I still think it's hilarious. Like, right after Raw went off, I had several people send me your rant walking out of um, Raw. <laughs> That's how I feel every week, man. That's how I felt last night watching fucking SmackDown, just being like, yo. I mean, there, at least on SmackDown, dude? there is some enjoyable stuff. There was some man. good Raw. stuff. The Sasha and Naomi shit was hot. I loved it. They're dope. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the, there's it, a couple of things. Raw is just so long. I think that's the a part of it for me. It's like you gotta you gotta invest so much time to watch Raw. Mm-hmm. That three hours just it's drags, a lot of investment, man. man it dra- oh my god, it drags like a son of a bitch. Holy shit. Um, that said, uh, so couple more things to talk about. Um, so our number one, of course, is. Uh, Our homie. That's right. Uh, hey, I just realized we are followed by both women's champions in AEW, aren't we? Uh, but <laughs> uh, number one, yeah, boys. Dun, 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 dun. Rosa is the AEW women's world champion, mm-hmm. and she's got that the the great new belt. Um, yes. Do I have room for that? I would love to have that belt. <laughs> I got to get a new shelf for that. Um, but Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, we, big, huge, super duper huge moment here in San Antonio. AEW Dynamite main event cage match. Women's champion Britt Baker. There's history. They've been building this match for a long time. They started it out. The the They had the band for Thunder Rosa. They played some great mexican music that was a great mariachi beautiful like that beautiful. was that was really cool all women's mariachi by the way yes. uh Phenomenal. so that way to bring thunder to the to the to the scene and people have we talked about thunder a lot on this uh podcast how when she used to be on rampage and she would bring the crowd back her as soon as her theme hits it's lit same thing here as soon as her theme hits crowd goes nutty people have been wanting this moment for a long time thunder's been setting herself up to get this fucking win and so they go in there her and Britt baker and they have the matches that her and Britt baker have it's brutal there's all kinds of stuff there's chairs there's thumbtacks there's bumps off the cage there's blood there's all kinds of stuff this is a perfect great title changing main event here with thunder thunder rosa and Britt baker man so i saw that the the pay-per-view match got a lot of hate. A lot of people didn't right. enjoy the championship match from the pay-per-view. And I'm just one of those guys where I feel like, you know, if you're going to make have people pay for a match, you know, you should give them some payoff. And that's why I didn't enjoy that one as much because I'm okay. like, all right, well, you're going to give the payoff to them on TV and that's cool. But it's like, why did I pay to watch the pay-per-view to watch that match then if you're not going to gotcha. give us? Yeah. But with that I like, said, I, I, I understand like, that. With that said, I feel like the payoff here was worth it. I feel like this match was great. The crowd was amazing, um, not just for for Thunder Rosa, but it was really cool to see the women get that reception in the main mm-hmm. event because they because they did deserve it. And I feel like Britt as champion has brought a lot to the division. Um, she's been an impactful champion, whether that been you know 
giving the other women spots in the main event with her, um, having the first ever cage match to, fin- to end her reign. Uh, man, I don't think you could have been. I don't think you could have done better job than what Britt Baker did as AEW Women's Champion. Like she hit everything she needed to hit. She knocked it all out of the park, man. She was she was a great women's champion. Yeah, like it. Whether or not, like I know, there's she's got her detractors. Um, uh, and a lot. Has, she yeah, has definitely. a lot of them. Yeah, but I said that last. I said that last mm-hmm. week. Like, uh, history tends to be more kind to people in hindsight than it is at the time. Exactly. Um, case in point, there's a section of the internet that doesn't even know about cena hate like it's weird that uh, is but that doesn't even make sense to me that, that doesn't even crazy. make sense like that's, I saw, all, that's somebody all tweeted all i know is cena hate you know what i mean right <laughs> but that but now that his career is all in hindsight it's like no nah, john cena he's the greatest um and so like i think brit's brain will be looked at fondly um but you know at the the fact of the matter is um there was a lot that went down with her reign that I think can be seen uh, historically that mm-hmm. uh, the two Pittsburgh events that they did last summer in August, she was on the poster form. There was nobody else on the poster, not a yep. single other wrestler on those posters. It was literally just Britt Baker is here. We're going to sell you some tickets. And that worked. The fact mm-hmm. is, you brought all those people to the arena, spending their Britt Baker towels, and that worked. Grand Slam was the biggest event AEW ever put on, largest crowd they've ever had. They put, they sent out um, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker last. Like, there's a lot of things. The Battle of the Belts, the first ever Battle of the Belts that went down, they sent out Britt Baker and Riho last. Uh, yep. The first Rampage was Britt Baker and uh, and Red Velvet. Yep. yep. Like the fact is, her reign has a lot of milestones in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whether or not you feel a certain way about Britt Baker, the fact yeah. is, like the reign itself has milestones, and the and the yeah. way that it ended in a main event in a steel cage match, first women's steel cage match in AEW main event, that's another milestone. Her reign yeah. was the milestone reign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you got it. I know people were like, oh, all of her matches start to become the same. It's a lot of. It's a lot of interference. That's very true. Her, her matches did get stale towards the end. That was supposed to be the point, by the way, of the steel cage match was that yeah. she's yeah. finally at a point where she can't have right. the interference. Right. Mm-hmm. But And to that point, I do think at the beginning of her reign, they had this issue with her because she was still a heel, but she was getting cheered mm-hmm. the loudest. Like She, she was, was clearly the, the biggest star in that division by the time she mm-hmm. was champion. And she was getting cheered. Like, look at the, the Pittsburgh match. Like, Red Velvet's supposed to be the face in that match, and she is getting booed because <laughs> Britt Baker Brit's is so over. Yeah. So, I don't feel like she's all that recovered from that, by the way. I feel like when I see Red Velvet's music hit, there's a section of fans that still boo. Uh, yeah, right. And I'm yeah. almost like, I would like to see what Red Velvet does as a heel. I, Me I too. Agree. But yeah, that's why I'm saying, you know. And I, also, I uh, yeah, go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I do think once you get here and you finally got fans to boo her, I do think that that was the purpose of having all the interference matches mm-hmm. and, you know, making people get tired of her stick. That was the whole point. And I, so when right. I see people like, oh, her matches were the same, that was kind of the point to get you to, to want her to lose. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and if and you know worked. anything about pro wrestling, every pro wrestler's match is the same. <laughs> Even Brian but, Danielson. It's just how they break it down. It's called pro we, wrestling. We got to wrap here soon. 
we got to wrap here soon, though. So I just want to say shout out Thunder Rosa. I'm really happy for Thunder Rosa. I'm really happy she got that moment. Well deserved. Uh, well deserved. Super well deserved. And I want to see what she does with the belt. Who who steps up? Uh, we've got to have a new slate of contenders all of a sudden. Um, they got shows coming up in Pittsburgh here in just a few weeks. Do we run it back with her on the other side? I don't know. Uh, because Britt's going to be the baby face. Um, Thunder's been well, setting up a nice little feud in Warrior Wrestling with someone named Athena. They had an amazing this, match very recently. So, uh, yeah. There's right. things they can do. She the Warrior Wrestling title as well. Mm-hmm. One more quick thing I wanted to talk about. Shout out Monique says, Rampage main event last night was golden. Love seeing Black Kings getting that spot. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing where they take the Hobbs, Stark, Swerve, Lee storyline. Um, I very much did want to talk about that because... Uh, yeah, are you kidding me? I I was all smiles through that segment on Dynamite uh, that started with um, the acclaimed getting interrupted by Team Taz and then Swerve shows up. Do you show me that a year ago? I'd have been like, what? Uh, and so the fact that Grapsity and if you show me this... segments on Rampage and Dynamite, that's what they are. <laughs> this, this, this is was a Grapsity segment. <laughs> yeah, this was a Grapsity segment. That main event, um, Keith Lee. I think Max Caster was the perfect person to bump for him. Um and but still give him some offense. Uh, Keith Lee beats him though, and then we get to the uh, um, the post match, and Swerve runs down. So they let Swerve and uh, Keith Lee send the entire show home. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, like I don't know if you guys saw the the post match stuff, but uh, um, it seems like they're setting up Swerve versus Ricky Starks. Listen. Um, are we are we gonna have a conversation? There's a cultural shift happening here, um, and I've been watching it for the last whatever three weeks. Watching, look, the last week's Dynamite was the blackest episode of Dynamite. Um, <laughs> you had all three, you had all three title matches with black men in it. Um, you had Red Velvet this week with I thought she had a great match with Layla on Rampage. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a cultural shift happening, and that's not me, you know, trying to say ah, you know. AEW's Wakanda now. I'm not that guy. Don't. I, <laughs> I, yeah, no. I, no reason to say any of that. I, I'm saying that you can see that the the influx of black talent that are coming in right now, you can see something special is happening. I hope look, that that continues, um, and I think it's a good thing. Look, I said back in January, on the January 1st episode, uh, I said one of the things that fans need is to have their hands held. Um, and thing is, I have directly said this to Tony Khan. I said that um, thanks, Will. The uh, <laughs> that the uh, um, part of part of the things that people appreciated about AEW was that you could kind of get a feel for who was up next. For two years, you watched, you knew Hangman was up next. You knew that MJF is, is was going to rise. We've been watching just for the last. Three months, we could feel Wardlow was getting his rise, right? And I said that um, I said that fans kind of need their handheld because they don't necessarily need a champion right away today. But what they do need to feel is that the company is behind somebody, and that they need to feel that the company is behind um, a black talent because that was the thing they hadn't felt yet. And uh, I have am, four guys that can I all am, be AEW World Champion. I am seeing that shift. 
right now. That's the thing that I'm seeing right now, that it does feel like, you know, Scorpio Sky is TNT champion, but at the same time, it does feel like there is a a need to protect Keith Lee to get make sure he gets where he's going. It does feel like, you know, they're bringing out Swerve to pop crowds. They're doing the Who's House, Swerve's House stuff. does feel like he's somebody there behind. Um, but then, like, uh, Ricky Starks also has been really protected Starks. as of late. Yeah, I've said and, for a long time that Starks could be the first black AEW world champion for sure. So... Yeah. Um, and the big homie, you never forget about the big homie. He is always out here. He still gets big pops when he comes out. Everybody loves his presence and what he does. And that spine buster that he did last week on Keith Lee was so fire. <laughs> I, th- I think the thing that I, the, the thing I loved more than anything in that segment last night is how nobody felt out of place. That right. we had two guys who were previously in WWE and Swerve and mm-hmm. Keith Lee, but at the same time, they did not feel above um, Ricky Starks or Will Hobbs. And so, like, I love seeing like four all big that. Stars. I, I was all smiles through that segment. I was all smiles through that ending. Beautiful. Excited to see where the, how this plays out. I love it. I'm happy. Um, Derek Gordon says, Gail Kim literally eliminated herself from a battle royal because she was done with WWE's bullshit. Some people Loved were just it, ready to be let way. go. Loved it. Uh, <laughs> she did do that. Um, Shot Kid 29 says, listening in the background while out because you guys are the best. Also, just ran Appreciate into Dan you. Barry while at my local mall getting new kicks. <laughs> uh ricardo the bad guy says watching late here is some love thank you uh fantasy book uh from furthausen says tk buys out ali's contract super roh supercar ali versus gresham main event no i'm not even gonna we can't um there's no (laughs) hope for that we're not gonna be using our uh yeah our shit in court Brendan says, as someone who has followed Thunder Rosa since NWA Power, it made me so happy to see her get her flowers. Man. My favorite wrestler, she's so charismatic. Um, Hunter says, who do you Thunder to feud with next? Um, mm, there's some options. There's some there's options. options. Um, I would say Ruby's a good option. Ruby's a good option. Um, I want to see um, two faces. Black wearing Chris, Chris Statlander. Um, mm. There's places you can go with that now. Uh, Black wearing Chris <laughs> <laughs> Phil was like, I "Hey, look, her, she does not look different." I love that last. Hey, night. look, that they was really an, to look, push it. Look, that was an incredibly black episode of uh, Rampage last night, right? We had that main event segment, right? We had Red Velvet, uh, we had House of Black, uh, and we had Chris Statlander wearing black. So, like, black. really, black, black, black on black, black, black on black, black, black. Uh, AW before we go, black women's TBS champion. Mexican woman AEW women's champion. That's huge. Yeah, my man Scorpio. Yeah. Scorpio. Uh RH says I legit popped off my couch when Swerve came down the ramp. I was screaming, Swerve and Keith Lee, holy shit. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a pretty amazing moment. We loved it. I was going like crazy. <laughs> and last one. Um question it's from ralph marion have you y'all heard about battle slam happening next have, month have in atl and if so y'all going bit. just a little bit just um, a little bit i told uh, baron black nah, i'm not like fucking that. showing up if i'm not booked and i haven't been booked Ooh. baron black come on man i thought we had rapid rapping wrestling bro i was right there by the way this man told that to bear black told it to a face yeah no that was real that's not a joke yeah, yeah. and i told yeah. him again so, yeah, no, we had, like three days ago baron black man, nah, you, man you hit him with the kanye man if you want to you want to fuck with him tell you like his music man and uh <laughs> and brendan says diana praza winner take all for rosa next Mm, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I am know. very curious no, to see no, what Diana's you're not gonna, gonna be. But you're not going to see the winner takes all. Just stop. It's no. not going to happen. No winner but, takes all. 
Hey, except in the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time, uh, which is coming up in two weeks. And, and, and that's a great note to wrap up this show on and say, that's it for this edition of Grab City. I'm Will Washington for Philip Lindsay for Righteous Reg. We will see you next time and have a great day.